0: Giancarlo who are you what's your name what's your Your name I don't know oh god
1: hello and welcome to the vertical viewing podcast from Vancouver British Columbia this is episode number 77 and my name is Scott my name is Michael nice just the two of us that's it that's all uh that's all for us this week. Uh we we tried to recruit uh our our boy Dan from way back <clears throat> from the very first uh marathon when we did the Fast and Furious marathon. Uh he was unavailable, unfortunately. Nope yep, too bad. Uh but on today's episode we are going to be basically it's a special show today, guys. Kids. Welcome to
2: our Jason Bourne marathon. Dun, 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 <clears> well, Yes, Jason Bourne specifically, not any movie that has Bourne yeah, in it. Yeah, same. so
1: we're going we're going to be doing reviews of the Bourne Identity, Supremacy, Ultimatum. Ultimate, ultimatum. We're not going to be reviewing the Bourne Legacy, so
2: because that wasn't really a Bourne movie. So. S- so we're
1: apologizing to all the Jeremy Renner fans in advance. I suppose
2: it wasn't a bad movie; it just wasn't great, mm-hmm. and it didn't really. I didn't even couldn't even get through it personally didn't really fit in with the rest of the born universe i heard there was a lot about uh pills yeah taking taking the pills yep to increase how your mental aptitude and physical all that sort of stuff okay and he goes off the program so they're trying to viral him out so they got to make him sick so that all of these effects from the pills actually just ingrain themselves in his dna by
1: okay pen- so it's sort of like a genetic spy movie yeah okay that sounds cool i take everything back <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wasn't bad but i mean <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't born yeah
1: so these films we're going to be reviewing born identity directed by doug lyman and then the born supremacy ultimatum and born born it's called the new one's called the born born right
2: the, or just the 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 Jason. Jason it's just Jason Bourne the Jason Bourne let's just call it the Jason <laughs> the, the J Matt Jason uh
1: so please subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice you can uh visit our website verticalviewing.com there's a donate button there uh if you got a couple extra bucks we always appreciate whatever you can give uh it helps keep the lights on it helps uh Offset the cost of seeing movies, and putting on the show, paying for you know internet bandwidth, the usual uh, stuff that's under the hood of the internet. You know stuff that no one ever thinks about. <clears throat> really it costs money. Everything does, unfortunately, uh, except for the vertical viewing podcast. Boom, right there. This sh- is the- free. The show is free. We'll oh. al- we'll always be free, I believe. When we get some merch going, that won't be free. Uh, we're gonna get space balls, the breakfast cereal, uh you know, space balls, the flamethrower, same same idea. Vertical viewing the flamethrower. Uh merchandising's where it's at. <laughs> That's what I learned from my uh, my buddy Lucas mm-hmm. of the George. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah. Uh so you can go to uh our Twitter is at vertical viewing. Our Instagram is what? Vertical viewing. It is. And vertical viewing at gmail dot com is our email address. Check it out. Pretty easy to remember all <clears> that, I think. Send your thoughts and recommendations right there. Mike, welcome to the show. Do you got anything we should...
2: Can we get into before we launch into our Review Born identity here? Uh, well, since the format's a bit different this week, I just wanted to throw a, What You've Been Watching out really mm-hmm. quickly that I thought uh, everyone should take a look at. It, I'm not sure if it, this has come up on the show before, but I watched Requiem for the American Dream uh, on Netflix. It's a documentary. It's basically just... Uh, an interview or a couple of interviews edited together of noam chomsky okay uh and it's terrifying just because it goes back to the founding of america and how uh they wanted it to be a democracy but not really so they could sort of put it in when they say democracy they mean the rich ruling class was set up to always have the power and control it not everybody and the system has been working that way for a couple hundred years now. And it's no surprise that things are so screwed up because it's all designed to keep the wealth with the wealthy. And it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Uh, Cause it goes through 10 steps of how to control it all, like uh, funding elections and controlling it and how now the... that that's not relevant at all right now. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. And, and, and uh, how the lobbyists, Uh, are the ones that are writing the policy for, like, the economic policy for what they're doing. So they can just write whatever the hell they want and get Mm -hmm. away with anything. And uh, the deregulation of banks uh, and how up until the 70s there were no financial crashes other than, like, the Great Depression, but, like, with the regulation that they had put in. It kept things in check. And then as things yeah, started to deregulate. Don't you remember the beginning of, uh, of the big short? The big short. I mean, yeah. like, banking was for losers. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, and so it, it goes on to show how uh, America's primary industry was production. And now their primary business is business. And like General Electric is a financial company uh, and they make money by moving money around. And, the, and no- Noam Chomsky, who's a, he's a great guy. Like he's yeah, incredible, he's a, he's a pimp, right? He's just like, and it's unclear that they're actually causing any sort of positive effect on the economy here. So that's just one example. So all of these large companies that are just manipulating stocks and making money by being creative, aren't actually helping the economy in any way. Yeah, They're not stimulating growth. They're not creating <laughs> jobs. Like they say they are. Uh, just a big you know facade. So I, it's so very interesting. I hope I'm, Noam Chomsky's not gonna just off himself.
1: He's not gonna shoot himself in the head <laughs> just out of depression. I, I over, hope not like you know, he's, he's one of these. Everything's over, and we're we're all gonna. It
2: was interesting because he he the doomsday prepper. Or? No, I don't think so. But he <laughs> described it all very very well, um, and just very matter of factly. Like he didn't have any sort of. It didn't seem like he had an opinion on it in this in this documentary one way or other. Another, it's he just presented the facts and said, "Here's here's how things are. You can decide if that's good or bad, but this is what's happening."
1: And it's it's requiem for the American dream. Yeah,
2: requiem for the American dream. Which I mean, we're in Canada, but we're tied pretty closely, as is the world, to the American economy. <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah, but it's all it's all the shady, uh, like like the Bourne series. It's all the shady assholes. Uh, hiding in the shadows who really pull all the strings hmm Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are bigger m- heads. like are, are like pup. you can actually see them as like dumb marionettes out of out of like out of fucking Team America <laughs> well Trump for sure no no literally <laughs> like we are in a Team America movie right now with the election Actually, that's a pretty good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, they look like puppets. It, it, everything
2: is, is like a is a fucking Trey Parker. It, it, it's insane. So, anyway, so yeah. Uh, in summary, it's not that long. It's just over an hour. That's like sixty-five minutes or something like that. Uh, definitely worth a watch. Very depressing, but uh, very informative as well. In- in- informative. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll uplift your, lift your spirits up here. Oh, good, um, good. I need it. Last night, I had the pleasure of doing a rewatch for maybe the 300th time of a film called My Little Pony. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I, uh, I rewatched, uh, An American Tale last oh, night. Oh,
2: what? From... Not will the... Goes West. No,
1: no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 uh, Fievel Goes West is laughable. Yes And uh, That's a, cra- a cash a, grab a, right there In a, a very Yeah Yeah And it <laughs> it, 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 Yeah exactly It, it cheapens it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what my companion said to me So this movie is uh, Amazing An American tale from 1986 Don Bluth His follow up to Secret of Nim Oh my god Don Bluth in general is kind of a pimp Like he's the, got some 80s, great stuff He was crushing it And this is his finest movie By far In my opinion uh I was moved to tears several times during this one mainly i don 't know i mean it's it's touching it it tells if you don't know what five uh fivel's story is in an American tale tells the story of Fivel Moskowitz, uh who's an immigrant to the United States uh There are no cats in america mike it 's the okay? promised land. the streets are paved with cheese, okay it's basically a story of immigration to the united states in the 1800s there's a lot like tammany halls in it if it's a lot of like stuff from like gangs in new york and stuff like that it feels very much
2: the precursor to
1: gangs of new york it it feels very much like here's a wave of immigrants displacing a lot of american life and causing turmoil and you know what is it like for them to adjust and there's a lot of poverty with you know upon their arrival and the Moskowitz family, unfortunately, will gets separated from his papa and his family on the boat ride over. And, and the sequence where the, the the storm is taking the boat over, I don't know if you recall this, the, the, the wave turns into this giant demon, like this water demon that starts smashing the boat. It's this gigantic... I like, don't remember that at all. I'll show you photos. It, it's amazing. It's just this giant... It's terrifying water creature that's smashing the boat up, and it's just amazing it's i guess it's Fievel's imagination you know exaggerating what a storm would look like i mean look up maybe american tail uh, thunderstorm it's it it's just a terrifying image uh huh. But the most terrifying image, I would probably say, is the the giant mouse of Minsk. (laughs) That (laughs) gave me nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much. If you haven't seen American Tail, the the finale is incredible. And the way they chase all the the cats out of New York is terrifying. And the stuff of 1980s nightmares. You could never get away with... Still gives me nightmares. you, You couldn't get away with a cartoon doing that these days, could you? This... It was all rotoscoped, too, so it looked really, you know what I mean? It looked really bizarre, like the skull of the mouse. In a strange way. It, it was rotoscoped, meaning they, I think they filmed an actual prop and then traced just, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, they did that a lot in the 80s. Like Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings it has a lot of that. Oh, God, that's... It's people who are filmed and then traced. It it looks terrible.
2: Oh wait, wait, what's that? There was a Lord of the Rings before Peter Jackson. We don't talk in? about it. No,
1: forget it. Don't even bother. They only made like the first
2: part of the L- L-
1: Fellowship, I think.
2: If, oh my god, it was something. Uh,
1: but anyway, I watched an American Tale. It's a beautiful story of Amer- you know immigrants to America losing their son, and the little Five's amazing journey through the underbelly of New York. I heard...
2: It's, uh, it's so touching and perfect and amazing. I, th- I think his original name was Faisal, but they changed it to Fivel because... Hmm. For well, some there's, reason?
1: <clears throat> there, there's a, there's, that's part of the plot is him changing. The, like, it's, you know, a lot of immigrants... Changed their name, yeah. Had no choice, but they were forced an American name because they were like, oh, you stupid immigrant, you, you can't keep your name. We can't pronounce it here. So you're, you know, giving you like McDonald or something like that. Uh, and they changed five 's name to F- Philly right Philly moskowitz Philly moskowitz <laughs>
2: uh but anyway it's amazing uh it was, i don't I, I mean we should probably move on. That was very affecting when I watched that as a child, like just being separated from your family it's, was terrifying it's, enough it, it's It's way better than finding Nemo and finding
1: dory like it's to me it 's the 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 quintessential like you 've lost your parents' movie, yeah uh. And somewhere out there's a great it's, song. <clears throat> oh man, all the all the music in it. Then there are no cats in America is amazing. Uh never say never is mm, yep. dope. Uh we should move on though. Should we get into our review here? Sure, let's do is it. Is there any segue I can do from American tale to born identity? I don't I don't even think so.
2: Uh Liberty. Let's uh Well Bourne was separated from his mother country. Okay. And he's trying to find his way back. And he's weathering the
1: storm of uh the American intelligence program or
2: Yeah, everyone who's trying to keep him away from <laughs> Our review <laughs> <the American family. laughs> of Born Identity. Da da
1: A weapon. <laughs> Who else is out here? Who else? How many
0: you got with you? I'm not gonna ask you again. I work alone like you. We always work alone. Who me? Who are you, bro? Paris? Treadstone. Both of us. Treadstone? Which one? Paris. I live in Paris. Do you get the headaches? Yeah.
1: So that was a clip from The Born Identity. A man is picked up by a fishing boat, bullet-riddled and suffering from amnesia before racing to elude assassins and regain his memory. The Born Identity is directed by Doug Lyman and it stars Matt Damon, Franca Potente, Chris Cooper, Clive Owen, uh, Brian Cox, Julia Stiles and Walton Goggins. I don't know if you noticed Walton Goggins in. Wait, who's Walton Goggins? The First Born movie. Uh, he is a great character actor with a very interesting face. You got him here.
2: Oh yeah, that guy. I like that uh, guy. Hateful Eight, I believe. Yep.
1: Um, and he's in Django. He's in Vice Principals, which I haven't gotten a chance to see. I haven't watched it yet. Which either. is the new HBO. Danny comedy, McBride. Danny McBride series. So, The born Identity, this is where it all begins, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what do you think of the first entry into this series?
2: I think it's great.
1: You're a fan of the original. I was
2: super excited so, about this movie when I first saw so it. So,
1: back, let's let's flash back to 2002 here. Uh, we're in a very close proximity to September 11th, I believe. This would be, like, the summer following yep. uh, 9-11, uh...
2: Air conditioned theater. You check, in...
1: you check this one out. Theater styles, eh? Oh yeah. Opening day.
2: I watched two thousand two. Where the hell was I?
1: I remember not being able to catch this one in theaters originally, and just sort of a little, maybe a bit sleeping on it. Just thinking, okay, Matt Damon spy movie. That's cool. Whatever.
2: No, I was super into it. I, I saw the trailers on TV uh back in the day when people watched TV and trailers. I guess there's, that still happens, huh? But just it just seems so so foreign these days.
1: Well, I mean, this had a great hook, I guess, originally, right? It was it it really sold itself on what if you were a spy and you had all these amazing abilities. But you had no idea who you were. But you had no idea who you were and you had no idea how you knew how to do all of these amazing things.
2: Yeah, it was a really interesting concept.
1: So that was... It's a what-if movie, right? It's a little bit... It's like, who am I? Yeah. And the the first one... Leans on that heavily, and the whole premise of that makes up the bulk of the first movie. Um, I'm a huge fan of The Bourne Identity. I'll say right off the bat, probably the strongest. I mean, I don't want we might, to... We might change our opinions throughout the process here, but uh, it's a candidate for... For being the best. For the being the best. The, the prologue is just amazing with just having uh, his body floating in the water, right? and picked up by these fishermen and, they and then see the bullets in them. and and then yeah we start extracting these strange items out of his body including some sort of laser pointer with a bank
2: a, like like a, ba- a, ca- a bank account number a bank account number safety deposit box i think in a laser
1: pointer embedded in his hip uh yeah and, what right the hell um and, and and he's and he's and he's tying knots and everything and He's He knows all these languages, like the way that he, when he makes it to the mainland and he's speaking English to these German policemen who've stopped him in the park and he just automatically switches into German, just in the gracefully in the middle of his sentence.
2: Right. And then the, this like with the swing of the, the, the stick from the, the flashlight or just, the, yeah. The, or yeah. And he just catches it. And the, the look on his face is amazing. He's like, he sells huh. it so well. I just, I can, wow. yeah he I did that.
1: But like him, like sort of almost involuntary. Yeah. Right? That's amazing acting. Matt Damon is brilliant as this character already, and I'm already on board with just sort of, okay, I can buy this, you know. He sells it really well. What if a spy had amnesia? That seems like a very dangerous,
2: like, Yeah, because what will his instincts do? All that training, the muscle memory, like everything that he's been doing for the past decade, let's say. Right. Uh, Maybe it's like the question of free will almost. Free will being uh, the ability to stop your instincts from taking over and doing something because apparently your body starts acting on its own and then your mind kicks in Mm -hmm. and will either allow it or not allow it. Uh, In this case, it just happens for him. Like, so he doesn't know what it is his body's doing, and so the amnesia sort of just makes him a passenger in his own uh, in the ride on in his own body. He he doesn't know what's gonna happen. And I love it. Oh, love
1: it. Yeah, yeah. It it's 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 scary and terrifying to to wonder what kind of things, you know, these deep cover agents maybe have gone through.
2: Well, on that same line, um the scene in the diner where he's talking about how he knows he can run at this altitude like a quarter mile before he's, his hands start to shake. How does he why, know that, Why right? do I know all this? That would be very terrifying, and he sells that so well. Mm-hmm. When he says,
1: I could tell you the license plate numbers of all three cars yeah. outside. Uh, yeah, so we cut from that, and so we need. There's, there has to be a plot here, right? We need something... To go along with in terms of
2: what's happening on w- this roller coaster ride what's
1: going to happen here other than you know why is why is why is born in the water what's really going on here and we cut back to i it I, I swear to god it's under a minute long this whole sequence and it's it's a shot inside of the CIA headquarters and there's all these heads of staff sort of sitting around this carpeted room almost around a fire and <laughs> uh this this head director dude basically introduces this guy wombosi mm-hmm. this African dictator who's threatening to name names or whatever and release all of the dirty little secrets of the CIA
2: because they were helping him
1: uh yeah and, and they sort of want to they want he wants the CIA to help him secure power in his country um, but it just it establishes the the stakes and in such an and like a lean and elegant way. And so quickly, and then we actually cut to, I think the very end of it, he says, like, uh, Wambosi. there was an attempted assassination attempt, you know, on Wambosi two days ago. Um, they think it came from within the organization. I've already assured Wambosi's people that none of my uh, staff are that reckless or ridiculous dumb or something like that and then we cut to brian cox (laughs) just like and uh uh, what's his name chris cooper based in a really bad i'll say blue screen sequence where they're sitting in like that cafeteria area it just the blue screen there is terrible it's just to me strike like clearly this is like a reshoot scene uh i probably the quality of my
2: yeah i might have to double check that
1: (laughs) rip was really good uh so you can see bad special effects really easily um, but you you immediately establish these two antagonists who are screwing around, um, and it, it's done like I said in probably two minutes tops. That's uh,
2: that, that is efficient filmmaking right there. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and and then of course we go to like the red bag, uh, the sequence in the consulate is
2: uh, is incredible. The choreography in these uh, films are second to none, really. Yeah, I mean, it, they get better as they go
1: along too, don't they?
2: Yeah, and I don't mean just like the fighting, but the moving around and the camera following Bourne as he does his thing, it's pretty great. Um, So I have a question for you. Do you think that...
1: So he goes to the the safety deposit box mm-hmm. and he enters in his code, basically has no idea what's going to be in this Bank account, opens it up and it looks to be some just regular stuff, false bottom, fifty other passports, mm-hmm. gun, oh shit, tons of cash. Oh, I'm some sort of spy. So my question for you, um, does finding the stash of spy items in the safety deposit bo- uh, box and discovering his name, Jason Bourne, on the first passport, um, do you think that that jogs any memories in him? No, you don't. I don't think so. Because to me, like his confidence and capabilities seem to increase. Obviously, he has a gun.
2: Well, I think I think it's just the discovery that he is a spy. So he knows why he knows this stuff now. Like all the abilities, what's going on. So that question has been answered. I don't like he. I don't think he remembers anything. And now that he has a name, because you, when you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. that would be very nerve wracking. Uh, and shake your confidence in a way that I probably can't relate to. I've never forgotten who I was, but...
1: Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to determine here, is I like don't how think, much...
2: I don't think it brings anything back. It just... You don't think it does? It just takes away some of the uncertainty. Some of it. Like, there's still a lot there, obviously, but...
1: You're probably right. I'd like to think, in some ways, that there's some familiar. Like, he's feeling some familiarity with these items, but it doesn't appear that way. I mean...
2: Yeah, I I didn't really get that he got really any better. Honestly. I, I I guess. I guess. Uh he seemed pretty capable up to this point. Does he
1: though? He hasn't done anything. Mm. He doesn't he seems aimless and he's sort of just like confused and I guess as you said, it this gives him some answers. Uh
2: even after he gets it though, he still has no idea what the hell's happening. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, it's true. So he goes to the consulate and then the entire
1: escape sequence from there is unbelievable, right? With like them chasing him up the stairs and up onto the roof. Uh and the sort of quiet sense of vertigo that you get when he's climbing out on that rickety sort of mm-hmm. balcony thing. The whole movie goes quiet. There's no more like ding 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 ding. ding, ding. Crazy action music. It's just silent, sort of little piano strikes that sort of keep trickling down. He he slowly climbs down the building. It's it's amazing, and I it, it, the it, it feels a lot classier than maybe the other ones do. The first one, and for scenes like this, where you know the the action seems a lot. It, it, it's very classy in the way it plays out, and it's it's not hammering you over the head as much.
2: Well, this is the only one we got directed by this guy, This right? is Doug Lyman. He, he did yeah. Swingers
1: and Go. Uh, I remember being kind of stoked for this one, thinking uh, I was a big fan of Swingers and Go, and then, oh, he's doing this action movie. That was, I guess, my entry point into mm. Born Identity. That's why I cared. Uh, yeah, that the, the, I just love the whole descent sequence, and he just drops down to the ground, and he just sort of brushes some dust off of his shoulder and picks his bag up and just continues on his way. Um, I mean, you don't see that in the, in the later movies as much.
2: I like that moment because it, it's a little more frantic during the chase, but then when everything's sort of, well, he, he knows he's escaped when he's under control. He it. hides underneath the sort of, and they can't see him and they just assume he's moved
1: on or something. Like he sort of pulls back underneath the ledge a little bit.
2: Uh, like I just see that as him then, just focusing on completing his escape very well. Yeah. Like so. So the tone has changed, and it, the music and everything reflected that, and I like that. It's
1: almost like the, uh, like in, in like, Metal Gear, like he waits for the, <laughs> yeah. for the for the countdown to like. <laughs> it, like the enemies like the alert status has gone like clear goes to a little more peaceful music yeah, when they it, don't know you're around it's yellow it's not like red anymore yeah. so like where do you go dun, i don't know dun. okay let's go back yeah
2: <laughs> they reset exactly <laughs> characters and
1: characters in films behave the way they do in video games you know they they just forget that they got into a giant gunfight with a person anyway go back to your regular back to one everybody anyway yeah um yeah, the activate the assets scene in this is like your Ooh. classic, right? Like, go around. You can't do that anymore. This is the first movie and the only movie to really pull it off perfectly, right? With the whole go around the world and sort of these these deep cover agents are like playing with their niece in the park or something. And they get a text. And they're like, all right, I'm, I have to go. And they just Business are like, calls. yeah, you know, these double life bastards. Uh yeah, there's a nice F-bomb here Is that what you noted down? <laughs> I did, I did He's like, you you drive, I pay, it's that simple So Bourne and uh, his new friend, Marie Who he meets as soon as he drops off the building Now let's head to Paris, I guess To find out the rest of this mystery uh, And he drops one F-bomb Which I always appreciate Whenever movie just gives me one solid F-bomb
2: Well, it really accentuates the point accents the point mm-hmm.
1: when there's one in the movie um and he goes like fuck it i don't know i don't remember anything before two weeks ago or something and then she's like yeah i i don't remember what i had for breakfast and like, or, no 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 <laughs> i don't remember right um there's a he just says how can i not how can i know how to do all these things and not know who i am which is a great way to summarize sort of yeah maybe the whole movie right like He doesn't know who he really is, but how can he know how to do all these things that, you know, no one else can do? Um, And it's a shame that that theme isn't carried out throughout the rest of
2: the series, unfortunately. What's so central to what the CIA is trying to do, right? Like, they're just trying to have these human weapons that doesn't matter who they are. And they have no feelings or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is a little bit of a shame that that central theme is dropped a bit like it's still sort of there but not nearly as in your face as Yeah well.
1: the 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 fist fight is awesome in his apartment in the oh first one God. where he like the guy's got the, like pens, the pen, in the pen stabbed in his hand and he pulls it out and then when the sort of guy gets compromised he just jumps out the window
2: well he realizes he's lost and his like he can't be taken yeah and so Ma- just Ma- marie himself. is extremely upset to see that her picture
1: is also amongst like she also has a want to out for her now for yeah. i guess aiding and abetting
2: born just because she agreed to give this guy a ride
1: oh man and she's like why would he do that why would he go out the window yeah. <laughs> um then they cue the paul oakenfold music right sick car chase through paris Kind of sets the tone for the whole series on how they would the car chases, do the chases from that point on, right? Like
2: they are amazing. Uh, up until let's say the newer one, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll okay, talk about that. Okay. But the car chases are so good in these movies. When we get to the end
1: of Born Three, we can uh, I can ask you what your okay. favorite. Like we should go through. What's your favorite fist fight? What's your favorite? You know, car chase. What, what's another Born ingredient? Um... Uh, that's probably it
2: well all of them have elements of that though. i know right? they really re- like, yeah like just, especially by this just new just, one. just him ghosting through a location and they're like oh no there's born mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden he just using like,
1: tradecraft you know, like, you yeah. know but like giving people burner phones and shit uh the yeah the paris chase is really rough like it's really it's cut together very roughly doug lyman's even admitted that if you're from paris you would hate the scene because it's doesn't all over the place yeah the, the the continuity's terrible they just went all over the city to get this chase to look the way they wanted like they'll turn down a street and they're in another neighborhood or something <laughs> um it still holds up amazingly well you know i'll be honest this whole movie holds up i think amazingly well
2: because well, everything is so practical a number one yeah and b just like he a cia assassin would be he's cold and efficient with all of it so it's yeah. it's so it doesn't seem like anything he does is a wasted move or maneuver that's what i mean with the choreography mm-hmm. like you, you really oh it makes sense what he's doing all of the time like in your head you're not like oh well why the hell did yeah. you do that and i
1: i love when the, the car chase is about to you know sort of spring into life uh when they when he knows sort of the cops are in the area. They're mulling about, they're approaching the car. He puts his seatbelt on and he asks, uh, Born asks Marie, he says, D- do you take care of this car? Right. Yeah. He, he says, you check the brakes on this car or something. She's like, what, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> it's just, there's little questions that Bourne will
2: ask and little things that you say, like, you know, shit is going to go down. Right. When like, here's the pertinent information I need. If I'm cornering and I need to break, <laughs> do you take care of this car? Yeah. Oh man. Um
1: this movie suffers from a bit of farmhouse syndrome, <laughs> which do you, do you understand what a farmhouse farmhouse syndrome is in a plot of a movie? Ends up in a farmhouse somewhere. So Looper does this, Ultron does this. I wanted to maybe ask you if you could figure some other movies that do this. It feels like the film maybe it hits budgetary thing or just Looper but, is all in a farmhouse though. <laughs> the first forty five minutes isn't. They're like that's true. Joyriding, killing people, and stuff. Yeah, I just movies that spend like a lot of time in a in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere that seem like I mean, it doesn't always, but it usually stops the movie dead in its tracks. Uh, and I don't think Born necessarily does. They flee to.
2: I really like the sequence that happens at this farmhouse. So
1: you do, eh? So yeah. they, they they flee to one of Marie's. Is it her ex or something or what? Yeah. Is, so an ex lover. Okay, who's obviously married and yeah. I I like luckily the wife is away when they show up.
2: Yeah, that would have been awkward.
1: I don't know like is that just some just some clever writing or why? Could
2: be like I don't know. They just chose to not have the the wife deal with Well, it, cuz it could it could be that these characters are absolutely fine and the wife is totally fine with them still being friends or mm-hmm. whatever. But that just takes up a lot of time that we don't need to spend in the movie. Fair so enough. It's just enough. Uh, she's out it, of town. It's a, one of those little con- <laughs> yeah. conveniences that need to exist it's, to keep it, to, it as a tight movie. It's
1: fair. It's fair to have, I guess. Yeah. Um, And it could happen. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's believable. She's just not there, right? Exactly. But, like so, it's we don't evolve some sort of potential of some triangle of dr- you know unnecessary drama. Exactly. Um, nothing but a detriment to the movie. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah uh but the uh I, I think you're probably referencing like the the showdown between Clive, Clive Owen Clive Owen uh and yeah, yeah that's pretty great and Jason Bourne with sort of shooting at birds that are sort of flying just to, running
2: to sort of through the fields and
1: Bourne has a shotgun and he's just unloading on different areas of the marsh to sort of I mean, con- confuse his position
2: well, and, to and Clive Owen so colli- like he he has a plan like you can tell he knows exactly what the hell he's doing. But to us, we're like, well, okay. Bourne makes MacGyver look like McGruber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'd say that. I think that might have to go out on the Instagram maybe later. <laughs> um But yeah, it that's, it's an amazing setup and uh or sort of it's an amazing climax to the Clive Owen Bourne battle. And then it's a nice setup for the finale in which you you get Born gets gets some access to some CIA equipment again through Clive Owens.
2: Well, don't they have a nice little talk? Oh, they do. Yeah, like right. we You
1: know, we we I, I I might put this at the beginning of the review here. The clip is probably going to be. You know, we all we I work alone just like you. We always work alone. Um, like it's a good
2: natural info dump. That Bourne gets from him, yeah.
1: And I, so I, like, I do, I appreciate throughout all of these movies where the the assets that get activated, they're they're just like Bourne. So when they come for him, they don't. Aside from the new one, they don't. It's not personal. It's not usually personal, yeah. and they don't like usually hate him. It, it, it's you know they they're the same. They're, they're looking in the mirror they're essentially. They're doing their job. And they're not only that; they're looking at yeah. themselves, just like this is just another name across. Uh, there's a great line at the end of the third one. It's almost like. Uh, uh, like a tears in rain blade runner moment mm. that born has with the, the asset, the Edgar Ramirez character is that in, on the in, roof? in the third one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, it feels a bit like a blade runner, uh, Roy yeah. Batty moment. Um, but anyway, we, we get a nice setup for the finale here through Bourne taking Clive Owens equipment, including a tracking device, which is such a perfect setup, I think for, uh, Tracking, uh, Conklin, like he 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 he's like I'll call you for a meeting. I'm not going to show up for it, but I'm going to put a tracking device on your car, follow you back to Treadstone headquarters. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just the usual Jason Bourne. I'm going to use misdirection and stuff. I'm going to call you to a certain place only so that I can, you know, fulfill sh- this other objective. Exactly. It's always part of a of a greater of a second move or a third move he's going to make. Um
2: and that, that really makes the movies fantastic because we don't really know what he's going to do for what reasons until he does them. Exactly. So they're not as predictable yeah. as lots of other movies are out there.
1: Yeah, he's a quiet guy. He's not going to give away his plan. Even mm-hmm. Marie doesn't really know, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, she's been sent away at this point with her ex, right? They're not right together for the finale. Um, the, there's an interesting line where Treadstone... They're talking about the Treadstone Project, which I guess is like an assassin training program, right? They like yeah. brainwash these dudes, turn them into mindless assassins to fulfill political duties and tasks. Uh, Super soldier. Yeah. Uh, there's a line in it that says, quote, behavioral software. Like, that's, that's something that they're referencing in their mind, mo- like brainwashing yeah. to the point where they're just calling it like behavioral software. Like it's a failure of the software. Um, the finale of this movie is basically just using a human shield. Or no, like a using a guy's body to break your fall down <laughs> down a <laughs> <to> stairwell. <laughs> like that's that's the last sort of like climactic
2: sequence we get. Just <clears throat> uh Yeah oh man you don't mess with you do not mess with Jason Bourne is no. really what
1: no, you, yeah, he'll put a bullet in your head as like as he's passing by your floor, you know, like down the stairwell as he's falling. I'm
2: such a good shot that I don't care that I'm falling. There's a dude below me. He'll break my yeah. fall. I can still shoot you as I go by. <laughs>
1: like. um, uh, so then to wrap up this our summary here, I guess is what we're really doing. Uh, we get Abbott, the Brian Cox character, in front of some sort of, not Congress, but some sort of, you know, Hearing hearing, and he's talking About uh a tease To Operation Blackbriar mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. he closes the book and he's like So that was Treadstone that's a failed project We're gonna put that one to rest And that it, Treadstone's over So alright what's next Uh Operation Blackbriar Alright and then we Sequel. cut <laughs> Yeah I mean at that point I don't know If even Matt Damon was signed on for any sequels They were just hoping this movie would do well Uh that was just maybe a little tease to maybe the people who like the book, maybe, or I don't even know. Yeah, uh,
2: it would be a reference to that. Also, it's a nice way to end it, even if there were never any sequels. It's like, well, everything that's happened here, mm-hmm. CIA is still going to do what they do. Well, we
1: do get that finale with uh, him, you know, Bourne showing up at Marie's. Uh, surf shop or whatever yeah. which she references earlier in the movie as not being able to run or something she has some issues with the landlord when she's talking a mile a minute in the car and she's like i'm nervous i talk so i talk a lot when i'm nervous or something and mm. um she's talking about this surf shop when she thinks he's not listening and it's a nice but, little touch he, and he show remembers the everything C- he's Jason Bourne. cue the moby music uh yeah his memory's sharp as a tack now yep. right uh so yeah, born identity feels like the classiest of the bunch, I'll say right now. Um It's hard to It feels like I'm watching a movie from like the sixties almost. Like Michael Caine or somebody could be born. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this this
2: could be somebody It's a classy film.
1: Like it could be a really old school actor, like this is Cary Grant or something. Like
2: And it's gonna hold up forever because Because well, it's shot it, in Europe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well and it's all like it's almost all practical effects isn't it, it i can't think of i think can't think like, of any
1: cg that would be which in i yeah.
2: i really appreciate and once again with the the efficient tactical maneuvers of all of the fights and the choreography like it doesn't it doesn't exist to be a show mm-hmm. you like we're watching an efficient killer do his thing and that's always going to hold up like unless we people fight with their minds in yeah. the future yeah but, like
1: yeah it's to me it's uh the the most fascinating thing about the born identity is like the identity aspect i guess is is like finding out who you are um and and the whole like how can i not know who i am and know how to do all these amazing things um that's fascinating and i think a deep a deep like cauldron of potential like, there's a lot of ideas. The, it's almost endless. How many things could Bourne know how to do without knowing it, right? Uh, so th- it does leave a lot of cool room for I'm the sequel. I'm really sequels. good at crochet. Did you know that? Yeah, like he, then sequels, <laughs> like the sequel is like... I knit you a sweater. Yeah, the Bourne crochet... Uh, <laughs> the Bourne crocheter. So I'm a huge fan of the Bourne identity. I throw a 8.5 out of 10 on this one. Ooh. Or even... I'm a nine for this. You're a nine. I, I really. Like I, the I first think one. I might go with nine. I had. I even had. I had an eight point seven five on my sheet here, <laughs> and a nine out of ten with a question mark. So I think yeah, it deserves a nine. It does deserve a nine. It's one of the best spy movies ever made. Um, oh, it's so good. And it. It's just. It's. It's. Like a blueprint almost for a spy movie at this point, right? Like this mm-hmm. is. This is like standard issue how you do it. If you remade... If this movie came out now, people would say it's cliche as hell, because... Because lots... Everyone's trying to... inspired a lot. Well, we wouldn't have... The James the James Bond movies wouldn't look the way they do, and...
2: Yeah, when was Casino Royale redone? The Mission Impossible... Uh, yeah, 2006. Yeah, yeah, so
1: it's right in the middle of Bourne. Yeah. Uh, and then the Mission Impossible movies would not look like they do now. And even the Fast and Furious movies, like any world hopping espionage even has a tint like a, a, a like a tiny amount like even even a smidgen of espionage will be directly lifted from Bourne
2: at this point so what did born borrow from can we think of I it? don't
1: even really like it's 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 pretty unique on its own
2: it is i'm just wondering that's it, a great that's it, a great c- question kind of like some 60s
1: like the Italian job probably yeah
2: like so it's it's taken it back Mm -hmm. I think so
1: I mean that might be why my mind is going to Michael Caine here could be it could be I think that is it
2: because uh, the world the world the world as a whole was a little starved for films like this at the time so it hit at the perfect moment Mm -hmm. that's the Born Identity folks
1: bam Um, everyone should watch I don't know we we might we might be on a downward trend from
2: here everybody I think we are (laughs) but stay tuned Coming up next is The Born Supremacy. We're going to see how this one goes. Yeah.
1: that were supposed to go off simultaneously. The second one, the one over here, didn't go off. Now, first of all, this is nothing. It's a subline for the breaker above. And second, why put the charge all the way down here? If you're good enough to get in here and handle the gear, you're good enough to know you don't need this. Bourne would know. Who was staged? Sort of slam dunk, no. But what if somebody were trying to cover their
0: tracks by blaming Conklin and Bourne? What if Bourne didn't have anything to do with this?
1: So that was a clip from The Bourne Supremacy. When Jason Bourne is framed for a CIA operation gone awry, he is forced to resume his former life as a trained assassin to survive. The Bourne Supremacy is directed by Paul Greengrass, and it stars Matt Damon, Franca Potente, Brian Cox, Julia Stiles, Carl Urban, Joan Allen, uh, Martin Shokash, uh, and then you also got Gabriel Mann, who's Danny Zorn. Poor Danny Zorn. <laughs> poor Danny Zorn. Uh, poor, so, poor. yeah, he just knew, he found about, he found out a little too much about the, uh, the bomb operation going on in the basement, I guess, didn't he? You don't want to
2: find shit out in these movies.
1: Not with the uh, Ward Abbott around, right? Brian Cox is, even Brian Cox is a bad motherfucker, isn't he?
2: He's so awesome. <sighs>
1: So, The Bourne Supremacy, came out two years after The Bourne Identity. Uh, we have a new director this time around in Paul Greengrass. Um, a notable difference in style, would you say? I would say. Like, right off the bat, almost. Yep. Picking up, you know, there's, there's still, we got the handheld, we got the sort of, you know, free-flowing, independent film-style approach to it. Uh but would you say we've we've traded in the classiness for some grittiness?
2: I think that denotes greengrass and the way he shoots things.
1: Everything is like slamming and banging around and
2: The camera's rarely ever static.
1: The camera seems to be crashing into the actors yeah. and uh Yeah. So the change in style I don't mind it. It, it, and it works for the where they've taken born. Um, it's it's it a lot to
2: try and elevate the grittiness too much for me. This one did, yeah. Like it was a little much, I thought. Okay, so
1: yeah, your your, your overall thoughts on Born Supremacy?
2: It wasn't you, as good. Like it, it was still a great movie overall. In, in, in,
1: initial thoughts back in twelve years ago or four? Yeah, and now, did you? <laughs> how did I, how did this hold up on rewatches? I think that's cuz for me, mm. Born Born Identity our previous review, that one almost improves every time I watch it and is it, it it holds up impeccably well
2: on a rewatch. I'm getting the impression that this is almost like the opposite of Empire Strikes Back for me. It, like when I'm watching the trilogy, I, I I watch it because I have to. Not because have, you I You have to get through not this one I want to. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. Throwing uh, shade on well, the soups, eh? Uh, it's still good. Don't like. It's a good movie overall. It just does not compare. So, was, uh, th- these were
1: your your thoughts even in two thousand and four when when the sequel came out. You were disappointed with what disappointed. you got. Interesting. I mean, I mean, I like
2: I like Carl Urban as an actor. I wasn't overly impressed with his character. Actually, the whole like mm. nemesis for the movie. I don't know. I think I was just so hung up on all the all of the different encounters in the first one being amazing that I wanted I wanted more of the same, but I didn't get it. Which I mean, I guess is a good thing because if you think you want more of the same and you get more of the same, <clears throat> Jason Bourne. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not it's not actually that great. Jason Bourne, the movie, not the character. That's what I mean. Okay, I, yeah. you have to be clear. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Rocky
1: Balboa. <laughs> um, what club? So, yeah, the born supremacy when I first saw it, my first initial impressions were, this is awesome. this is better than the first one, just because it's there's more action, it's more sort of hard edged it's more personal in this one. you think so, eh?
2: yeah, because <clears throat> I don't think spoiler okay, alert okay, right at the start we are
1: in spoilers, yes yes, yes. <laughs> right
2: at the start, uh wait, hold on. I'm thinking about this right like she's shot, right? Okay, so yes,
1: she, she <laughs> poor Marie is is fucking taken out like, immediately. Yeah, um it, but we begin with sort of more questionable and dark mysteries and uh sort of covert missions bubbling up from Bourne's past. That's our sort of entry point into this movie, right when the credits are rolling. It's what other crazy shit did Conklin make me do when I had no memory, you know, what, what other missions preceded the Wombosi well, more mission the, more, that I just came from?
2: More of the memories are coming back, are they not? Kind like, of. Sort exactly. of haunting him. Yeah. So he's sort of
1: like, well, I'm an assassin, so I've done other missions. What were these? And, and yeah. they start slowly coming back to him, including this one in Berlin that he had something to do with. Oh,
2: beer, Berlin.
1: The Nesky case, uh, which is really unclear. Um, But yeah, I don't, don't you love how quickly that his like idyllic life is shattered in this? Like it opens up in Goa, India, which is looks like this amazing tropical paradise. And he's, he's running on the beach. I mean, he still has gets his headaches and he's, you know, he's trying to put together these fragments of his reality, but he's got a hot girlfriend. They're chilling on the beach. And then bam. And then Carl Urban shows up. And don't and don't you love how quickly that he knows Dan, Matt Damon knows that like like the car is all wrong, the guy yeah. is all wrong. Like what are you doing here, buddy? I just
2: he does not fit with what's going
1: <clears throat> on here. And and just Matt Damon, he just pull, he he pulls the Jason Bourne. It just you know he's like a deer twisting its ears around. Like it's hyper awareness at all times. um...
2: Yeah, and, well, and right from that point on, it's like he is pulled back in, and he is pissed.
1: Well, yeah. Right? How the, I was going to ask how they knew he was in Goa. I don't know.
2: They've always been tracking them. I think is what's implied. You think so? Doesn't that? I think that comes up at some point. Unless I just filled that in with my no, own.
1: I think no, that is there. Um, it's clear that like Marie doesn't want to do this anymore. No Right she's tired of it But it it is such a personal Way to explode into the The plot of the movie Um, It's handled really intensely too With taking a bullet to I don't know the sternum or something like that And then Drowning Yikes Um, I don't know if it (laughs) If does it Does it push He seems to get over it somewhat easily
2: well i don't know it's it's a uh, she represents a small sense of peace like he still doesn't know everything about himself he's still in turmoil but he's okay he, he walked away from all of that in from the first one just to be with her because mm-hmm. she made him happy um so i think he probably experiences some pretty profound grief over the whole thing but what do you do? You he burns the he burns the photos. You retreat into what you do best. Keep one, keep one photo. Burn yeah. the rest. And so, bam, you know, he's yeah. back into it. <clears throat> and since he's a cold stone killer, and
1: and Carl Urban has uh, assumed that he has completed the loop, which is I, I do like at least their from their perspective, the, the, their their mission is okay. Pull off this heist of these you know documents that we need to steal, plant. Jason Bourne's fingerprint at the scene. Send a dude down kill Jason to, to kill Jason Bourne. Just close this entire loop. See you later. The CIA will be chasing a ghost for ten years, I think, is one of, what one of the characters yeah. says, right? They'll be chasing a ghost, um, which is a brilliant, twisted plan. And, and, and I guess it kind of works, at least for a time in this. For a very short time. It, it's frustrating, though, to watch just like Oh, the, we found a fingerprint, and it's just like this stuck right on the thing, just like <laughs> right in the middle of a metal plate.
2: Um, because Jason Bourne isn't a super awesome professional. Yeah. Who knows how to do well, things. I mean, right? and, like, and
1: Joan Allen does come in here, and she says, like, this, you know, he doesn't do random, he doesn't make mistakes. Oh, no, it's actually Nikki Parsons, right? He, you know, he doesn't, no, he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't
2: make mistakes. Um, so that's a good red flag. I like how they treat people as an intelligent in the in most of these movies, they're intelligent people, right? Like they're not other than some idiots. There's some idiots. Uh, uh, I'm glad
1: you went there. This is a nice uh, transition to the dude, their local asset in Naples, who's oh <laughs> who's basically he brings him in and he's, you know, what's the what's the nature of your visit to Naples? Uh, you know, what were you doing in Tangiers or whatever? Uh and then sort of gets a call from Do you have a Jason Bourne in custody? Yes I do I mean can you blame this poor guy It's 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 just an unfortunate This trainee who's like been in for like six months or something like, and, Oh shit And he just gets it, absolute. it It is pretty good right He's on the phone Tells him who it, That's Jason Bourne And basically as soon as the guy puts the phone down Bourne knows Okay this is on And he just Bourne is a clock spring <laughs> That's just broken <laughs> And it's just like don't touch it because it's just gonna pop out and the whole fucking
2: thing's gonna explode. Yeah. it's fine if you leave it alone. Do nothing. Yeah, do nothing. It's like a mouse trap. <laughs> yeah, that that that's apt. Um, and and it's
1: it, it it's it's shot in a similar way to the uh to the consulate takedown where you you, you know I mean he just almost grabs dude's hands and twists them and fucks them up all in one. Most super smooth, two,
2: two dudes at once almost, and efficient. Like, it, it, yeah, the action and chore, chore, choreography. choreography, 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 calligraphy. The the, the calligraphy it's of really, his movement, super good. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And then he just grabs the phone, does the old clone move, which is nice. Uh, he just born knows exactly what to do. He's one step ahead every time. Maybe it's a bit too perfect, right? He's always he knows exactly what what technique, what tool to use from his tool be- belt at each given moment. Well, I
2: think it works because he's constantly using that against under individuals compared to him. Like, he ha- is the superior in almost mm-hmm. every encounter, except with, say, the other assets, where he gets his ass handed to him a little bit at least. Yeah, and, and, so. and it, is, it is sort of
1: about his cleverness, right? Yeah. That that sort of is what gets him by a lot. Um but do you feel like the the whole Nesky case is really like convoluted and poorly? It doesn't ex- make a lot of sense. So it, it's there to move it's, something it's, it's forward. It's terrible. Like, it's it's awful. It's it's Abbott Brian Cox. He made some trade. Like there's some transfer of twenty million that got intercepted or something. Or basically, it just boils down to something went wrong, and they're trying to well, fix and, it. But... And, and and then the two the two people who knew about this transfer got iced by born right like he he killed nesky and his wife and they made it look like she killed him right Right. some sort of murder suicide situation
2: um all that is terrible and it seems just to be it it seems like they threw it in for born to uncover more about what he's done yeah i I guess and maybe maybe wrestle with i don't like i don't i don't know I guess he, I should. I guess I shouldn't say I don't know. I well, just, they didn't. They didn't convey. He does start wrestling with it. It does
1: start to come into focus right towards the end when he yeah. meets the 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 daughter. Right, he sort of confronts her. That that and we're getting somewhere with that. But the rest of the movie, we don't really. I mean, I guess he doesn't understand what happened really until he goes to the hotel and sort of you know retraces his steps. Right, he sort of has to touch the items. <laughs> That's how he works, right? His memory, he has to I, touch touch the object in order to get the energy and remember what the fuck happened.
2: I think what works so well in the first one hurts the second one here in the fact that in the first one, we're along for the ride with Bourne. Like, he doesn't know anything. We don't know anything. We're just as curious as to what's going on. In this one, they try and do the same thing, but they're not giving us enough of the backstory with what's happening with mm-hmm. this whole case, and they never really do. Like, it's just not delivered in a good way for the audience to piece it together. So they're trying to keep that whole it's, ride with Jason going as he finds out things, we find out things. But it just, they, it's not they, as... They really half-ass that yeah. original
1: motif from the first one, don't exactly. they? they? They sort of say, oh, well, we, don't forget, we have to have some sort of amnesia th- stuff happening, right? And they they just sort of lazily throw it in,
2: and and that it, also it worked so well in the first one. So let's throw it in in the second, but it just wasn't earned.
1: Well, I guess maybe that's my problem here. Is I I thought that maybe the Bourne movies were going to be about, uh, each Bourne movie is is the the same formats in sim in sort of a, in the way that Bourne has some abilities that he acquires and and some backstory that that opens up a new. He's almost like a video game character. Yeah, he levels up. He levels mm-hmm. up each movie and acquires a new skill that he didn't know he had. Um, and, and we don't, we don't get any of that sort of that, that almost horror aspect of what am I capable of? What kind of monster am I in, in born supremacy? He's already fully aware of sort of the limits of his power, of his abilities and, and, and what he's capable of doing and what he's willing to do and how far he's willing to go. So he, it, there's, there's no point in him having flashbacks. He's he he seems to it it's inconsequential. He he seems to really have everything he needs in order to move forward. Right. Yeah. Does does he I mean they just have
2: oh the headaches. It's a poorly manufactured attempt to <laughs> the headaches Mike. Some, to keep the spy element really going. Like with these file these black ops files. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a little clunky in this one. And
1: this this one I don't think the first born had it. The second born initiates our what I will call the Scream uh uh sort of theme here in, in which so remember the first Scream movie? Mm-hmm with the tropes. Drew Barrymore where where she's the the very first scene is actually still holds up really well. Drew Barrymore's making popcorn, she's talking to the weird psychopath on the phone who keeps calling her. Um and he says in the famous line, he says, what's your name? And she goes, why do you want to know my name? And he says, because I want to know who I'm looking at. Yeah. And then everyone's sort of skin crawls. It's a great moment. It really is. It's one of the sort of more, in my opinion, more sort of tense moments in horror. And they use that theme in the Born movies to like the nth degree. And the first time they use it here... And they they hammer it out in like the third and the fourth one
2: so many times.
1: So we have Bourne on the rooftop looking across at the CIA operation, right? And Uh, through a sniper. Yeah, he's got a sniper scope and he's looking at Joan Allen, Pamela Landy, and Nikki Parsons and her whole team in Berlin, and they're tracking Bourne. But Mike Bourne is so good; (laughs) he's already (laughs) tracking them. Exactly. What did I write here? Um, If you piss Bourne off, you don't have to look for him, right? He, he, he comes to you. He comes find you. He'll, he'll find you. So basically, they are looking for Bourne, and Bourne just gives them a call, which Bourne will do. You know, if you're looking for Bourne, you know what? Keep, he, keep he, your phone on. He's not scared to talk to you. He'll, he'll probably just phone you. <laughs> so Pam Landy gets a phone call. This is Jason Bourne. and no, he Let's track it. Yes, yeah, that call. Yeah. And so Jason Bourne says that you should ask Pamela, or no, Pamela Landy, you should ask Nikki Parsons, uh about this you know of like what happened in paris and pam landy says what if i can't find her and jason bourne says it's easy she's standing right next to you dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right
0: okay
1: first time i saw it i thought that was badass i mean in those situations it's that's purely for dramatic effect isn't it well and it establishes you wouldn't do that as an actual
2: spy because like unless you're a drama queen it puts them on you're you're right it puts them on their back foot though and it establishes dun 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 his supremacy you wanted to have like some cathartic moment here like what are you some sort of
1: like are you a drama teacher what is this
2: (laughs) Um, wait well yeah Jason Bourne I guess is just a dramatic guy at heart it's good. I mean <laughs> poor lives. little
1: poor little Nikki gets the shit scared out of her though, right? Like yeah. when he when she sort of gets goes out as bait to meet him and she spills all the sort of the details to him. Like I think he just drags her into some back like in the like sub, subway service, service yeah. room. It's terrifying shit. And when you find out maybe there's some history. I mean, if you rewatch these movies, through the lens of Nikki Parsons, it's this like the tr- it's the most tragic story. Like she the, knows who he is. No, but like if you go from yeah. one to, to the new one, like like we just recall it like the tragedy of Nikki Jason Bourne or the, the tragedy tra- of the tragic life of, of Nikki, Nikki Parsons. Parsons. Um But yeah, Ward Abbott is absolutely gangster, just stabbing Danny Zorn. <laughs> <laughs> right in the neck just just finishing him um i don't know why he would do that but i guess he has to right why not why not the barge escape sequence amazing so Bourne gets basically chased out of the hotel he goes back to the original hotel room that the neskies were murdered in at his own hand He's chased out of the hotel He does the old bait and switch, orders of the hotel room across the hall. It's classic born right? Misdirection. That's what he does. Oh, I'm going to get the sandwich next to it. Ooh. So <laughs> uh, he basically escapes from the hotel and then does a nice sweet fake out, as we said, where he's he jumps off the bridge onto the barge. Sick. Yeah. And then he uses like a, a like a hook to actually pull himself back up onto the bridge. And then the barge goes away. He's getting away! And they're looking down the barge. It's just, Bourne will do the old switcheroo on you. Like, you don't... He single-handedly will just, just demolish your entire CIA... Uh,
2: operations
1: room. They're just, your heads, their heads will be spinning around. Like,
2: what? I feel at some point someone's got to figure out that he always does what you're not expecting. So they're just going to stand around and just he'll nuke. he like, walk around a corner thinking everyone's gone and the entire <laughs> CIA is just, just n- waiting for him. N- nuke it from orbit? <laughs> yeah. Start um, it with fire. Yeah.
1: Nuke it from orbit. Uh, we need a lot more backstory on Abbott's involvement in the Nesky case. Like, what is his motivations? Uh, what is his payoff here? I guess he's, he's
2: cleaning up his messes, I suppose. That's really all it is. Just things went wrong, um, as, I, as I said earlier. Something didn't go the way he wanted, and he's trying to cover his own ass because it's he wasn't supposed to be doing it anyway. I mean, it's just this is a much messier narrative overall
1: than the first one. The classiness and the tightness of the first movie is gone. This feels like such a scattered... The whole movie seems like one... Action montage of surveillance and running and dodging and ducking and
2: um and talking about the corruption of the people in charge of these programs. We
1: we just get very little time to learn anything about new about Bourne. You know what I mean? And I think
2: that's one of the biggest problems with this. Is sure we we learn a little more about what he did, but that's about it. But that's the whole hook. Like I was just saying, is is it's really all
1: about these Bourne movies. It's it's about piecing. Let's—it's—it's it's so cool to watch Born Piece back pieces life back together from all these clues and and sort of acquire new abilities and upgrade his RPG character.
2: And there's a bit of a missed opportunity here where some of his previous personality could be coming back too, right? Like he could be a, a completely different person, but
1: you know. mm-hmm. yeah, which we can maybe get into yeah. in the new one. Uh, we don't get enough Carl Urban.
2: He's pretty cool. I want Judge Dredd yeah.
1: to, to be more violent here. Um, it's like, his, yeah, Bourne's backstory is only in service in this movie to serve the CIA mission that's going on. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, he... Th- he's kind of a...
2: <clears throat> I mean, he's in a lot of it, but it's kind
1: of like he's a bit player in a little movie. A little bit. Yeah. It's strange and especially by the way he gets roped into it is he just becomes like he's a scapegoat for some other crime. And he, it's his own confusion thinking that it's Treadstone's program continuing. Yeah. Right. He's shocked when Nikki Parsons reveals that, no, the Treadstone project's been shut down for like two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, when Conklin, Chris Cooper got taken out, uh, the vodka like bottle grab You know the scene I'm talking about They're chasing him through Moscow The streets he's going through a market And the cops are after him And Carl Urban's behind as well And Born grabs a bottle of vodka Off the wall And he takes a swig of it As he's about yep. to get into a cab And When the cops grab him to turn him Spits around in the face he he spits the vodka in the cop's face, in his eyes.
2: That was awesome.
1: Dude. And then he I think he smashes the bottle on the other guy or something. And it's it's MacGyver. A, it, it's it's MacGruber MacGyver uh, <laughs> to the to the extreme. That's the kind of shit that I love when Bourne is using like is
2: that called tradecraft, I think or something. Probably like anything is a weapon. You just have to. How can I use this as a weapon? Right? But
1: it's always awesome the way he. You don't ever know what he's doing. Sort of, you know. I mean, you get sort of set up, and oh, what's Bourne doing now? Why is he grabbing a bottle? Because he doesn't telegraph it to anybody. He's just cold and calm and collected. And he's he does maybe this is these are the small attempts to sort of he doesn't even know what he's doing, right? He just he just grabs the bottle, right? He's maybe he's been here before and he's done this. Uh, The Moscow car chase. Is this the best of the series? I think so. It's amazing, it's way better. Like with through, like the tunnel scene where he's chasing, like Carl Urban gets crushed into the median and stuff. Oh man, that was a great end there. It's 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 it. It looks a lot like the Paris chase sequence, but sort of
2: upgraded. It just flows better than the Paris. It's one almost does. like
1: let's redo it right and in, in a in a more sleek and sexy.
2: That's definitely where this one has a leg up over the other movies.
1: Is the the chase? Is
2: this action sequence is incredible.
1: Um. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it, it's better than the first one and I'm I don't know what we're gonna try to determine what's the best of the overall series though. This might be it. I think this is ironically for
2: all of the chase scenes in the series, I like this right. one the, the best. The single best sequence, yeah. right? Um So
1: I really love the scene after this where uh, it's interesting. So he crash he crashes Carl Urban turns him into jelly and Bourne just sort of walks off into the darkness. And you sort of have that classic ending, like, oh, who knows? He probably just escaped, right? And you're like, okay, whatever. You don't even think about it. And we cut to him meeting with Nesky's daughter in yeah. like a sort of a slummed out area in the outside in of Russia. Moscow. Yeah, it looks really rough. Um, and he's revealing, like, I killed your parents, brutal. And this is like really intense and emotional moment that comes up out of nowhere, and I'm thinking, like, where was this the whole movie, right? Like, I don't know why it takes Bourne this long to show any remorse for this. Um Well, now the action's out of the way. We get some room for the character to breathe, and... <laughs> yeah. yeah, Do you get the idea that he's, like, um going through maybe all of his victims, maybe, and uh, making I think so. amends? I don't know.
2: Because it seems up to this point in the films, like he doesn't want to be who he was. Mm-hmm. So to become this new person, he has to make all of these wrongs, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think Bourne
1: is less compelling when he's a lone wolf? Like part of the charm, I think of born identity was him interacting with Marie. They have a great, Charming relationship, I think, that sort of feels really
2: well. She gives him his humanity, yeah. There's um, a lot
1: of like sh- her character is really important, I think, to sort of the health of Jason Bourne in in sort of at this point in his life, at least. And uh, it feels like even by the beginning of this, that he doesn't feel comfortable with her. Like it, we end on that great moment of them sort of in paradise and everything seems great, you know, in Greece. Mm -hmm. And then we start in Paradise in India. It looks just as great, but he's not happy. Things are not going well. Uh, And I think the movie loses a bit of heart when she drops out of it. 100%. Like, is he a less compelling character when he doesn't have a a
2: female protege with him? Or at least someone to give him a bit more grounding. Um, When he's on his own he is much colder and harder to relate to. We're supposed to be rooting for him in this one. Uh, Well, I mean, in all of them, I Mm -hmm. guess, but, but in this one, because of Marie being shot, right? Like now it's he's on a personal, personal revenge mission, but the stakes just don't seem to make up for the loss of his interaction with another character like that. At least I thought, yeah, no, it's so, so you're right. Like the lone wolf doesn't necessarily work. It, that well for it's, it.
1: it's a lot... Like, it's just harder to tell a story that way, right? It's harder to, to have, make a compelling movie with your character alone, with sort of... There's no one to bounce. Like, you know,
2: there's no sort of stakes. You're not... I don't know. I mean... And I think for Jason Bourne, the movie, they realized that and tried. and then. To... <laughs> Fix that? And and then they just said, forget it again.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. These are like, Jason Bourne's like, why does this keep happening? (laughs) What the hell? Um, And then so finally we get an interesting flash forward, which we don't know at the time. The end of Bourne supremacy. Bourne is in New York. And he's, again, we get our second scream moment, which is like, oh, God. Bourne is in New York City. He gives Pam Landy a call. She picks up the phone. She's like, Bourne. What's going on, thank mm-hmm. you for the tape. Right, he recorded Ward Abbott's confession. Yep. Brian Cox admitting to the whole uh Nesky involvement arranging these assassinations. It's a classic. I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm the director of this nasty program. I'm just gonna drink a bunch of alcohol and
2: take my gun. Just,
1: just, it's over. Yeah, so she thanks him for the tape. Pam Landy's on the phone with Bourne. Bourne goes. Get some rest, Pam. You look tired.
2: <laughs>
1: and then Moby comes in as usual.
2: Oh, baby, then it fell apart. That's a that's such a great song to end it on. Like it's iconic now. It's the the born theme, yeah. right? And and so
1: I, I do like how this ends up playing out in the next movie. We have this sort of interesting. Oh, what's born doing in New York? And Pam Landy says, you know, 41571, your birth date, your name was David Webb. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Pam Landy's got some info. And then we end. What? That was weird. Like, so not a lot of payoff in this movie. Weird ending. I don't really I you didn't get it at the time. I think this pays off a lot better when you see Born Ultimatum, though. It does. Um so yeah, as I said, I thought this was originally way better then the born identity on a rewatch now, like 12 years later, it's not nearly as good as the first. I
2: can only go as high as the 7.0. Mm, I, I'm, I was, I'm going to give it a 7.5, 7.5. Because I really like that chase sequence. Yeah. That upgraded. That, that, that upgraded it for me but I agree with that area like that seems a a reasonable number for it you can't give it a because it's not a terrible movie not at all it's just not we're just we're talking we're talking about the
1: Bourne universe here and like this stuff is polished to like a fine yeah sheen right everything is dope so anything less than impeccable kind of stands out um but this is still among the better spy movies ever (laughs) uh so, I mean, all of these are
2: going to be recommends. Oh, yeah. Huge exactly. ones. Exactly. So just, just don't worry about uh, The Born Legacy. <clears throat> oh, that's not even... Yeah. We're not d- talking about that tonight.
1: Damon so. is probably super happy that that bombed. Because <laughs> now, if it was popular, we would be getting... We'd be on, like, the third Rennerborn by now.
2: Yeah. Who knows?
1: Rennerborn. Yeah, Rennerborn. Let's get into our finale. Born Ultimatum.
0: This is Jason Bourne. I was wondering when you were going to make this call.
1: How did you get this number?
0: You didn't actually think I was coming to Tudor City, did you? No, I guess not. But if it's me you want to talk to, perhaps we can arrange a meet. Where are you now?
1: I'm sitting in my office. I doubt that. Why would you doubt that?
0: If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation face-to-face.
1: So that was a clip from The Bourne Ultimatum. Jason Bourne dodges a ruthless CIA official and his agents from a new assassination program while searching for the origins of his life as a trained killer. The Bourne Ultimatum is directed by Paul Greengrass, and it stars Matt Damon, Julia Stiles... Uh, David Strathairn, Scott Glenn, Patty Considine, Edgar Ramirez, Albert Finney, Joan Allen, and uh, Daniel Bruhl as Martin Kruitz. Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, looking young. Marie's brother. Poor, poor, poor Marie. Damn. So here we are. We are in the finale of the original trilogy of Bourne films. The Essentials, Right. Yes, all essential viewing. I mean, we're we're not these aren't The Born Legacy and the Newborn. We're, they're not like prequel territory, right? We're not in Star Wars prequel area oh, of no, quality, right? No, like no. these are still totally acceptable movies. The Born Ultimatum 2007. This one came out 3 years after instead of 2, so it came out a little later. I remember it being delayed, I think. Um what were your initial thoughts? An ultimatum, I was happy that it was better
2: than Supremacy. And you caught this one in the theater as well? I caught it in the theater yes. as well. Um, overall, I really liked it. Uh, finding out more about David Webb as it was, I thought the plot was a little tighter. Things made more sense than they did in the last one- movie. Uh, the action was just as great as it's always been, and I love the way that it ended. Yeah, it was a really solid resolution to the yeah. original.
1: Like really good, right? It
2: was. That's how you want an ending of a trilogy of movies to, to be. Like that is, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it really is.
1: Um. So we pick up on a flashback. I like in this one. Uh, my thoughts were like to begin there. Uh, I, I saw this in Calgary. I think I remember when I was living there. Uh, yeah, super satisfied with the way this one capped off the original like going in i had really high expectations for what this should be and it like met to them, delivered in, them in every possible yeah. way like you even with your sort of high expectations of what you think a born movie should do and and sort of you're looking out for you're almost even more cautious for rehashing or just ripping off earlier movies and you're looking you're you're, you're extra careful to look for new things and even then it's still transcended them uh, we pick up in a flashback to resolve the Moscow chase which I thought was like you didn't need to do that but it was very nice, was of a nice you. little touch. like you have like I didn't even know what was uh, happening at first we're back in Moscow and he's on the run still like there's a yeah. little car chase what's in...
2: happened between the supremacy and now oh okay wait oh we're in supremacy yeah. still
1: okay wait what so th- it's essentially him leaving Carl Urban's character yeah and, of course, he didn't just walk away. The cops were still onto him, and he had, like, that that action sequence continued, which I thought was an interesting idea. I mean, maybe that was just a clever editing. Do, 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 do you think that was just, they had the original action sequence that was maybe 15 minutes long, and they had to cut it in half. And they just said,
2: hey, let's just, like, take... The other half of this action sequence, and just stick it into you know. I never actually thought much about it. The next movie, honestly, I thought it was all like <clears throat> from that point on, it was just
1: new. And because I, the reason I say that is because we have that sequence of him in New York in the last movie, like between Born Supremacy and Born Ultimatum, it feels like the editing is really mm, like, okay. Yeah, they're really sort of taking stuff and shifting pieces around and sliding you know, parts of the movies, like, back and forth. Like, I wonder how much of Ultimatum and Supremacy were shot at the same time. I don't know. Um, I would say probably not
2: much. Like, they're three years apart, so... You're... You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> that means, I mean... In, in I the, mean, I, I suppose they could have had... They would have had to
1: do reshoots and stuff. Yeah. I think the Pam Landy scene is reshot. Uh yeah. But I, I do like how NSA is uh, like already pulling, this is 2007. NSA is like already pulling keywords from audio log calls. Like they pull the Operation Blackbriar right out of a phone call, just it yeah. pops up. This is like well before Snowden and, you know, any of the prism stuff. You assumed this NSA was doing this all along? I mean, Enemy of the States, old movie. Oh yeah. They did that in that, I think. I mean, any it's sort of like imagine if a technology could do something, the NSA could probably just already do it. If if someone can think of it, someone, someone already someone already thought of someone it. Someone already <laughs> thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Um But basically, Bourne uh discovers that this character, Ross, um, has met with a source, right? That's how we open the Bourne Ultimatum. Bourne is hiding still. But the reason he comes out of hiding again is that there's stories being published by this journalist, Simon Ross, who has met with Neil Daniels, I believe. He's he's a CIA guy in Madrid, I think, who's spilled the beans on Operation Blackbriar, which is a Treadstone upgrade, as he says. 2.0. 2.0, Treadstone 2.0. Like, no authorization required
2: for any of their targets is that what i make of it that's what yeah they're full-on black ops they just do whatever the hell they want but no they're not even ops they're just
1: like um ghost ops yeah no- noah Vosen, the david Strathern character like he says yeah. like no more uh staring at our targets in the crosshairs and waiting for authorization from upstairs to come down till we pull the trigger like
2: we just identify and execute
1: the treadstone upgrade i think gives them like extra power it's like hey if you want to just pull triggers uh, go ahead and pull triggers now so like treadstone is now like lethal like they they put in the blood code basically into treadstone what i think
2: interesting they did uh, iddqd (laughs) god mode (laughs) i think what's interesting about all of this too is that born uh was a Treadstone member, and if they've upgraded to Blackbriar, just the fact that he's still out there and they haven't been able to take him down is a testament to how good this program is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, free free press, free... Uh... Yeah,
1: yeah, like, look at this, like, trainee, the best we had. Thanks, Jason Bourne. Great uh, PR. <laughs> yeah. So um, Bourne discovers this meeting, and he knows that Ross has met with the... Yes. The contact, right? So he's like, I, I, if I get to Ross... I can get to his source. Maybe we can find out more about Treadstone. Fuck this shit. Um, but Bourne is such a genius. He already knows Ross is being monitored by the NSA. So he does awesome shit like uh, dropping a burner phone into his pocket.
2: It's so cool. And then
1: calling his colleague's phone. Like he phones Simon Ross's co-worker. And... Delivers the information to Simon Ross that way, and, and then it, it's a really, really great scene where you have David Strathairn and his team of, of analysts of, of analysts in the you know their ready room in their war room, tr- just just fumbling up the whole fucking thing like just idiots like, like just what? How is,
2: how is he so much better what than are we are
1: <laughs> or, what is he doing and and it's almost like becomes comical in a way like they're so inept <clears throat> and I realize the the, the reason they're they're Underscoring this is so that Joan Allen, Pamela Landy can come in and essentially throw Stay around, yeah. just be like, "This is what you fucking idiots need to do." Yeah. This is Jason Bourne. Every single Jason Bourne movie has a character come in and go, you, "Do you? You don't, you know, don't know Jason? You Bourne. don't know who you're dealing with? This is Jason Bourne." Okay, you're you're already you're you're two days behind the 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 hardest person you've ever tracked. Like, there's always a, a montage of someone delivering that speech,
2: and I think. <clears throat> in Jason Bourne, the new movie, <laughs> they made sure we knew that about 15 goddamn yeah, times. they did.
1: They overdid that one, eh? Uh, so basically, uh, Noah Vosen just gets wrecked. Just gets wrecked by Bourne, right? His whole team. What is he doing? He's using another colleague's phone. Why don't we have a tap on his cell phone? Oh, he's using a burner phone. Oh, we're fucked. Yep. Like, we're done. <laughs> um, but... How does Bourne know that Ross talked to that? Like, I don't...
2: I guess, does I he... I think it's just an educated guess, honestly.
1: Just by the stories that yeah, Ross is the publishing?
2: he has, he knows that he'd have to talk to somebody on the inside. Who knows
1: at least something about... Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, what do you think of the sequence in... Uh, the train station. In
2: Waterloo Station. In Waterloo
1: Station with Edgar Ramirez. I love where he's hiding the sniper right It's hiding between the rotating billboard.
2: Which is Ama- super cool. Amazing. And this is one of the, the scenes that I really appreciate the choreography as well. Like with the turning billboard and just moving through the station. That is... Unseen. G- gorgeous and it almost feels like like a play
1: or something like it's this it's a ballet that's happening in front of you of like you know what i mean characters moving positions each one of
2: these highly trained guys that are sort of uh modifying the field as it were and
1: the way that Bourne is delivering information to ross like sort of guiding him through the the station and it's it's heartbreaking when ross like he's just a regular person who's just caught up in all of this shit. In, in shock and it's absolutely freaking out and he understandably is skittish and timid which gets himself killed and discovered right when he's yeah it's the tired. part where he thinks the uh the guy pushing the garbage can
2: is the assassin yeah and then Bourne's like negative no Neg- no stop stop, stop. <laughs> negative yeah. D- looks like a bin man to me yeah. or something like
1: yeah. uh and then he's, he's looking through the little porthole and he's like i'm gonna go and, and you know that you know ramirez is th- he's ready and it just—it's a terrible moment. It's—it's, it's, but these guys, these characters are pretty expendable in the, in the Born universe, right? They need to be blood needs to be shed.
2: They do. It ups the stakes.
1: These characters, the assassins, need to be shown as dangerous. And, well, it
2: shows what regular people, how they fare in a, an encounter with these guys, right? <laughs> like, not well.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, again, another one of the little. Tropes we get in these Born films, classic chain of editing, like literally the exact same chain of editing in, in a lot of the movies, like to the exact same like the beats string like string of shots. So find clue, Google it, click on the contact us link, find the city, look at like the, the name of the city. In city. C- cut <laughs> cut to Bourne standing up from the computer quickly. All these are jump cuts by the way like 1 second long or yeah. less like coo cool, 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 uh and then cut to this over like helicopter shot of city <laughs> that he just looked up title card in the city like that happens like every single time that you're in a new city it, yeah like the same chain of events like like clue google contact us city go stand up go like it's funny and effective i guess uh, it just goes to show how efficient born is
2: how efficient Google is, and he's not wasting <laughs> any time, like yeah. he
1: looked it up he's like, well, he's not gonna go have a drink and get to do some laundry and maybe hang he's out on, over the weekend the yeah he's like no next he's he's already in Moscow, so um the n s a have cameras on their guns. <laughs> Did you notice this when they're in the, their In that one substation in Madrid, they actually can see there's a little video screen sticking out of the guy's gun. That's weird. I think they had that shit going on when bin Laden got iced. Mm. I'm pretty sure Obama and Hillary saw that shit happen live, or at least a video feed of it. Um, So Nikki Parsons comes in as a romantic interest here. Your thoughts? Or am I misinterpreting this? I don't know. So
2: I don't know because she Daniel he goes was sort of right? a romantic interest
1: Born, before. Goes to the uh substation that Neil Daniels worked at and finds that Nikki Parsons, Parsons is, is, is working there. Yeah.
2: Um Um Because she knew him before, and it seems like they had some sort of connection when he was David Webb, right? It's a really, really nice and tender scene.
1: She yeah. says It was hard for me with you. And so, was was she involved in the training process? That's what I got.
2: Like, she watched the transformation of this guy.
1: And that must have been heartbreaking because, like, you were romantically involved. I swear to God, I've seen a cut of this movie. Am I imagining things where it shows them together in the training process?
2: I think you're imagining things. I don't. That, That's it, not in the movie, right? No. Like,
1: there's no flashbacks to him going through the training, and and Nikki having her is, there, and, and she's present, right? She no. wasn't.
2: I haven't seen it anywhere. Okay. Could be wrong, listeners. If you've seen that, uh, well, let us know at po- verbalvina@gmail.com. Find it on YouTube I, and post it to us. I, I swear,
1: I've seen those scenes somewhere where it's. I think it's it, just it, a different movie. It, it, impl- it implied that him and her were had had a he had a relationship, like personal. Other than just her suggesting... I'm totally imagining things. We can move on. But I I just love the way it's handled in this. Um, It's just unexpected. You didn't expect... No. Nikki Parsons and Born to have a history? No, especially after supremacy,
2: right? When she was just sort of...
1: And she's been maybe assisting the CIA in murdering this... Yeah. This gentleman many times. Yep. Which... (laughs) I mean, I, I it, like I said if you go back and view these movies through the lens of like Nikki the Nikki Parsons tragedy um she, she just gets swept up in this well, whole world. I, I think the log, my, the logic might not even make sense it's like if she did she get her memory erased like did I thought she loves does she love him or something?
2: You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's unclear. Um I don't know if it was love so much as she saw he was the best of them, right? Like he was the most
0: he was said, probably the in most it innocent. Was, it was, it was of all hard
2: of them. for me with
1: you. Yeah, you know, meaning that you know, I trained a lot of you guys, but with you, it was hard because I loved you. I don't know. Um, the Tangiers sequence. We go to Tangiers. I don't really know why. Because
2: <laughs> we gotta go to another location, man. Okay. We got the budget. Let's uh, throw
1: another <laughs> location
2: into this movie.
1: Like so, this guy Daniels just was like, "I'm going to Tangiers to run away." I guess is that his like he, that's Lilo. where he f- he he fled to 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 get away from this whole thing. Yeah, I guess okay. Sort of, he knows that he's gonna get targeted, so this might be a good place to go. Uh, I don't really know why he's going. There's some sort of bank transaction that they're setting up for him. Do you know what I mean? Like the sequence where they're driving through the city streets. And and Daniels is on his way to a bank of some kind. I I don't really know. I guess it's not really relevant.
2: Isn't, isn't it a setup for Daniels?
1: I guess it is. Uh, are, are they going to pay him or something? I don't even know why he's. I think
2: they're going to kill him, aren't they?
1: Well, they are. But I just I don't understand what Daniels is thinking is going to happen. We I don't really oh. know what his angle is. Like where is he think that he's going? Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It doesn't really I th- matter. I think
2: yeah. I think he thinks he's just getting paid.
1: Um. But the motorcycle chase is amazing and a nice twist on the usual car chase chase we get. Let's just throw them on dirt bikes this time. Throw them through little corner, you know, sort of very tight corridors and streets and
2: upstairs and shit. That ups the ante from the Paris uh, chase and the Moscow. Like, you've seen all this crazy shit. Now let's make it even tighter and getting close quarters here, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And then where it switches to rooftop jumping is nice, some parkour stuff. I like that a lot. Um, The 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 the, then we finally break in even closer. It's a really great progression of action sequences, sort of like from the chase of the streets onto the rooftops and then inside of the actual the action triathlon inside the houses. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then. It turns into a hand-to-hand fight, so you get kind of get all just goodies of everything in Bourne here. And uh, there's a scene where Bourne twists Desh, the uh, this, the assassin he's mm. dealing with at the moment is named Desh twists his hand and like is gonna sort of do the old, I guess, not a Nelson, but the classic cop move: you twist the person's hand, get it behind their back. He twists his hand, and then motherfucker does like a backflip <laughs> to get out of it unbelievable shit and then right after that is when Bourne grabs a book off the bookcase and this just, guy and just starts fighting dash with a book and st- like he sticks the book into his neck and starts like punching the book like boom 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 puts it in his face does the old sort of a little bit of like the gangster style like the phone book to yeah. the, you know what i mean like Awesome Just punching a book Into someone's head Bourne will use Whatever he Anything can Anything he can find He'll McGruber your ass <laughs> um, And then we find out That Scott Glenn The leader of the whole The whole fucking thing okay, The whole kit and caboodle The top of the CIA He's like Let's just You know this thing goes south Let's just Roll this one up Tie it in a bow And wrap it around Pam Landy's neck Okay They're just gonna They're just gonna blame this Once whole blame someone else This whole thing on Pam Landy This th- These movies make the CIA look like The most rat infested Like I know right Everybody has an agenda And they're trying to screw over Each other Like Everybody else They're gonna like Kill each other's assets or something Like even like Stab each other in the neck In the basement of the You know In the In the fuse box room and shit Man Um The scene where Parsons is in the bathroom cutting her hair. Mm. Fucking love it. It's so well done. They don't overdo it. It's such a beautiful visual callback to the born identity where Marie has to cut her hair because she's on the run. Now we have the same situation. Born has now affected someone else's life, drawn them into this situation. They're being targeted for death now. History is repeating itself. Nikki Parsons is now wanted all right, well, we got to go off the grid. You got to get a haircut. You got to get cute short haircut. Um, And we don't have a scene of them sort of getting all awkward and kissy with each other. It's, he just sort of, Bourne just peers through the...
2: Just sees her doing the thing. Yeah,
1: she maybe gives him a look. She's like, I don't know what you want, but I miss you or something. And it's I don't like,
2: know. It's sort of a, like you're not the person that I knew kind of thing, right? Like he, it's there, but not. Like, he, he is different enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's...
1: I just wish we got more of that. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Um. Then we finally get to the end sequence in New York City, which we now realize is a flash forward slash flashback to the end of Born Supremacy.
2: Oh, shit.
1: You never realized that, did no. you? Yeah. They repurpose it. Now, my question is, was this planned or retconned? I think it was retconned. I think it's actually one of the best retcons I've ever, I've ever seen because Pam Landy says 41571 in at the end of born supremacy, she just delivers his original birthday. David Webb, your name was David Webb. You're born on 41571. And you're like, Oh, that's so cool. In this one, they've like repurposed that scene. And now 41571 is an incorrect birth date. They, you know, what I mean, they, they cut mm, to yep. David Webb's actual records, and David Webb, the the real Jason Bourne, was not born on April 15th, 71. He was born on some other date, and Pam Landy's actually feeding him information. It's an address to the original Treadstone facility. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I just... Which is pretty great. I If you're
1: going to retcon something you know what i mean that's how you do it that's how you do it and, and you do it in a really interesting way instead of wedging it in you know you you add you add something to the and if someone who's not paying attention like you i didn't weren't in no. this situation like it uh, it doesn't feel like something's been changed um
2: i because no, i totally just chalked it up to her giving him some information it's like mm-hmm. hey here you go right like because that's the end of that movie exactly
1: but now we sort of cut, oh, that was actually way later than you know, all these yeah. other stuff happened. Uh so I uh, there's another scream moment here, Mike. There's another scream moment. Always is. So Bourne clears Noah Vosen and all of his agents out of the CIA building, right? He's like, I'm gonna meet Pam Landy at this address. And then the whole CIA building's like, What? We gotta get out of here. So Um Everyone flees to this location. The whole fucking office empties out to go find Bourne at this one spot. We gotta get him. He's a threat to national security. He's in New York, everyone. Damn. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, he does misdirection. Exactly. You don't know Bourne, assholes. So then Noah Vosen gets a phone call while he's sitting at the intersection waiting for Bourne to show up at the address that they thought they intercepted. Bourne says... You didn't think I was actually going to Chestnut and Walnut Street or whatever? And he's like, "Oh no, uh I'm in my office right now." And then Bourne goes, "I I, know. I doubt that." Oh wait. And then he and then Vosen goes, "Why would you doubt that?" And we got our scream moment, don't we, Mike? Yep. If if you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation. Face to face, face to face, Brrr, scream. Directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> um, they get a bit tired now. Where born is just for dramatic effect at this stage, which is a great way to. Now he's stealing the the files, the Brackbar files out of Noah voice voice activated vault because he's just phoned him. Novoson, yeah, it's pretty good. Born again, m- maggrubering his way through everything, and uh, we finally get him magrubering his way to Albert Finney as the final boss. <laughs> these are these are video games. That's the best
2: way to put it. Yeah.
1: Um, it's pretty good. The fun finale doesn't do much for me. It's just sort of him. It feels rushed. He's in the actual experiment room, I guess talking to the original head of the entire program. Yeah. I don't think we find out much that's really...
2: No, you just see...
1: of any consequence.
2: No, no really, it doesn't change anything.
1: We kind of knew, oh yeah, you were in a program, what do you... We, we we assume they made you do bad things and shoot innocent
2: people. I think the Shoot big... a guy with a bag on yeah. his head. Exactly, and, and the big reveal I think for that is supposed to be he was just himself at this point, and he made the choice to shoot... Whoever that mm-hmm. was in the corner. Yeah. Uh, I kept expecting whoever was in the corner to be someone. To of be important. somebody. Yeah. But no, it was just, it was just to show that he made him, he, he chose to let them make him this way.
1: Yeah. And I guess we do kind of get a nice, interesting layer in Jason Bourne in the new one. We mm-hmm. get a, a, a little addition to that, to that chapter, another chapter to that, which is nice. Um
2: but R- then we just... Conning <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Born
1: jumps out of the window here and we get another quick little action scene where he's meets up with Edgar Ramirez and that's when we get our Rutger Howard, Roy Batty moment where he's, you know, do you even yeah. know why what? you're supposed to kill me? Because he spared his life during the... Yeah. During the cop car uh, chase sequence. Because
2: that's what Born does.
1: Mm-hmm. And... It works, even you know, sort of, and one asset to another. It's like, do you even know? Am I just a name? Am I just a name to you? It's nothing personal. And does actual does does Noah Vosin actually land a shot on Bourne as he jumps off the roof? I think so. I think he does, right?
2: Because the, the conversation is enough that the guy sort of pauses and thinks about it, but then as it feels like there's a little impact noise, he, he gets hit. And I, he tumbles as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Like it's not
1: a clean jump after. No. Bourne no, goes really. off.
2: He he definitely gets hit as he jumps off.
1: Um, it's what a perfect and poignant way to end a trilogy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We have Bourne's body. We're looking up at sort of a bluish light
2: from the underneath the water. Underneath,
1: yeah, and and floating is is sort of a. It looks like it could be a dead body. You know, it's a, just a, a lifeless corpse floating uh, and we, I think we get Nikki Parsons and where did we find Bourne in the first movie same floating exact floating in the water and then he comes back to life and we cue the Moby oh baby and he swims away and it fell upon and it fell upon <laughs> um, it's great like it's just a perfect I can see why they waited and didn't they were so reluctant to make a, th- a fourth one with Damon in it I mean just because like how perfect you 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 end on that visual. It's and he, well, Damon swims off into the darkness. Like, what else do you want? He basically
2: wrapped everything up that he needed to. Mm -hmm. As like, there was really no reason to revisit this character. Yeah, it would take some serious retconning,
1: and that's what we can talk about. Yep. In our fourth review, this movie, I'm going eight point five. I can't give it a nine. It's still not as good as the first. No, I'm I'm,
2: I'm, at eight point five. I agree with you on that one. Um, It's great, but not. Not the identity. And
1: okay. you know what it is? It's it's just take all the problems with supremacy and erase them all and you get ultimatum. Yeah. And, but that still does, I mean, we still get some of the pro, like the, the the things that were missing from supremacy are still not here. The things that I wanted from, that were there in the, the identity. Yeah. Right? The, 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 the discovering of m- new abilities. He just <laughs> didn't get new superpowers, man. He didn't discover new, uh, like you didn't get cool unlocks in this one.
2: No, it, both of them just seem to be a continuation of the original story. The, like let's just add more stuff mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Which is not really how you want to I mean, do a trilogy. Is that
1: my fault? I guess I'm I'm I projecting don't. on I oh the born movies are about <laughs> amnesia and discovering new powers. It's like well no, the first one is and the rest are just spy movies. Like we've at this point the whole motif of amnesia and you know discovering who you are like that's long we've we've dropped that right like at the by the end of this one. Oh yeah like it's oh yeah the distant memory we're not even no amnesia is not even
2: doesn't matter anymore no uh i just wish that it wasn't one long like if you look at the trilogy as a whole it wasn't one long rambling conspiracy for the whole thing like there's all, no break it sort of takes he,
1: place over like a
2: Con- it's like, like it's a 24 a it's like a thing. season of 24 kind yeah, of basically. yeah basically which yeah. i mean some people may like but it would have been more interesting had there been other programs completely unrelated maybe to to what was going on with him yeah that he got into i don't know like he didn't have to be personally involved in all of this stuff i didn't think it's a bit too serialized yeah you're saying yeah oh, okay well. i mean that's an opinion yeah i'm sure people will not share that with me but
1: that will do it for the Bourne's s- Ultimatum. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh now we're going to go on to Rocky
2: Balboa. Um otherwise known. Yeah. Is this this one's not going to go well? Uh, I don't know. There's some interesting things to talk about in Jason Bourne, I suppose. We have to do this. All right, so original trilogy the <laughs> trilogy. Yeah, is great. And the best fight scene is I like the one with the pen in the first in film. In the first one. Because they're just beating the crap out of each other with furniture in that apartment, mm-hmm. and it's so visceral and intense. I would have said the Clive Owen thing, but that's—I'm not, I, I, not going to consider that a fight. No, so much. no, that's not. We're talking hand to hand. Because that was—that was a gun duel, basically. Yeah. That, then those are good. And
1: that was—that's the best of those. I really like that. My favorite uh hand to hand battle is for sure Dash versus mm, Born.
2: That's pretty sweet. It, it goes
1: when when he starts using the book. I, I just that was sold the 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 twist of the arm and the backflip the, back, back flip. the back flip escape sequence yeah and and the the book in the neck is amazing, uh, car chase Moscow probably the Moscow sequence that is definitely my favorite runner up would be there's two car chases in Ultimatum right we have the Tangiers motorcycle one and then the NYPD
2: cop I'm, car I'm going one with Paris
1: yeah. Yeah. I think I think those are safe bets.
2: all right, onward and upward onward and downward, onward and sideward, <laughs> fuck.
0: I'm not in charge here. I wasn't here when you went missing. I can see you going through the old Treadstone files, retracing your history. I know you're looking for something. Let me help you find it. Give me that phone. Yes, sir.
2: Jason, this is Robert Dewey. Do you remember
0: me? Jason, your dad was a patriot. He could see the threats that America was facing. And like you, he chose to serve his country out of a profound sense of duty. He would not want to see you harm the agency. You have to stop this. And you have to stop it now.
1: So that was a clip from Jason Bourne. The most dangerous former operative of the CIA is drawn out of hiding to uncover hidden truths about his past. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool enough, right? Jason Bourne is written and directed by Paul Greengrass and it stars Matt Damon, Tommy Lee Jones, Alicia Vikander, Vincent Cassell, Julia Stiles, Riz Ahmed... And uh, I think that about probably does it, right? Is there any cameos? Not really. No stock footage, old nope. uh, old flashbacks. Nope. Yeah. So here we are. We are here. This is the finale, perhaps, of the Jason Bourne saga. I hope so. Uh, after nine years. Matt Damon was I think reluctant for many years to even agree to do another one of
2: these probably because he realized how nicely tied up the f- trilogy was with with the old with the, bow.
1: with the ultimatum it really did a nice one
2: didn't it bookends if you will right yes
1: beautiful um so being so reluctant to come out of hiding and do another born film for so many years 9 um what would you I mean, it's clearly Snowden has something to do with bringing Born, uh, like Born, out of retirement, literally, and in terms of a franchise as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about Snowden. But do you think, after all of this, um, was his reluctancy smart? Yes. Was it worth it for him to come out of retirement? No. For Jason Bourne. No. What do you and think, and it's, Mike? It's, it, <clears throat> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. And he's it, making this very clear, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
2: It has. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with Matt Damon either. I thought he was fine as Bourne. The script just wasn't very good. Um, and a few, like, I like Vincent Cassell, or Castle. Castle. Yeah, he's really good. He, eh? He's good. Yeah. Uh,
1: he might w- be one of the best, maybe well-rounded and fully
2: developed assassins maybe of the whole series he totally is right um and normally i'm a big fan of alicia vikander but i don't know what she was doing in this no way well I, it was just very distracting to me that she had a terrible some sort of accent yeah she's
1: like she's a swedish actress i believe but she's from england or something well,
2: she and she typically has the british accent right like mm-hmm. that's just normally how she speaks i believe so you're not a fan of Alicia Vikander's American accent, are you? No, because it it sounds like she's trying to do it sometimes, and then it's gone. It, it is pretty inconsistent. Got, like It's just all over the It's kind of like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in The Walk. <sighs> it's just a bad accent, which Stuff. is very distracting. Yeah. I would have been absolutely 100% fine with her just having a, like a British accent and working at the CIA. There's a million ways that you could rationalize that she just had british parents so she learned to speak that way right and grew up in the u.s she's a yeah like i guess because she's the leader she's sort of the
1: new pamela landy i mean maybe people might get the impression that she's from the british service in some way but as you said you can easily just
2: i don't know if many people would even cared if she had a british accent mm -hmm. honestly like oh she's working for the cia why i know know. does it does it matter right But overall, I just there didn't seem to be any reason for this film to exist because it just goes over everything that we already know. Like the the hook in this is, oh, now you have to know you were under surveillance before you were even in the program.
0: What?
2: Yeah
1: that that doesn't hit with very much. Like like, that 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 hits with a thud, doesn't it? It's like so. I Every don't, everybody's under surveillance in
2: these movies. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know what the, what what are the implications of that to Bourne's character? Like, so like
2: like what what does that tell him about anything? Nothing. The and the resolution with uh, like his father being the one that set this program program up doesn't like that doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't cause his character to grow in any one form uh there's no payoff with it really Mm-hmm. okay like i found a bit but you're you're, you know, well, you're, you're, pr- you're right o- other than other than setting up the <clears throat> plot like because vincent cassell or castle <laughs> Cassel castle <laughs> i want you to say that every time you say his name vincent cassell, cassell castle, or, or castle uh ends up being the assassin that murdered his father Spoilers. We're just jumping right into that. Uh, Well, it's it it, it's this is what I'm talking about. It's it is a great backstory, but but there's
1: also backstory with there's 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 both ways, right? Like, you know, he he has subsequent connections to Born has connections to Cassell's character in that you know he compromises him by releasing these, you know the the, when the release of the documents captured and tortured for Cassell's character
2: was tortured and captured, but. I guess I could see how he would take that personally.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting, like to me that's an interesting thing that the the movies probably, the original three did not even bother, you know, they looked at the release and leak of documents as a completely righteous and a yeah. noble thing to do whereas in this we, we we at least see a different side of that story in, in where, you know, too much information leaked to the public can result in You know, the cover of agents being blown, them being tortured or killed, uh, you know, that that possibility is very
2: real. Yeah, it seemed a little uh, muted, though, because he killed Jason Bourne's father. So I know it was you don't know that yet. Not at the start. But but but. it it does seem to be,
1: oh, that's a way bigger deal than
2: like the bite has sort of taken out of that. Like, okay, dude. You've yeah. both done something shitty to each other. Yeah, you can't... Like, <laughs> like oh,
1: you're not going to blame... Matt Damon didn't, you know... Bourne didn't torture you in uh, wherever he was. Somalia or something, or... I forget where he it's... He was in at. Syria. Syria, yeah. yeah so, like, the, he he didn't do this to you. So, uh, but I, I do like Cassell's backstory. It, it gives him a lot more human motivation. And now it, it's sort of, like, amped up. This is a... <clears throat> Well, it's now you've got a bit of a loose cannon. Exactly, which is really interesting. Now yeah. the, the assassin that's being sent after you isn't—he's sort of a uh, you know Hulk. He's he's uh hulking out, I guess. Yep. Uh, he
2: he has his goal and he's gonna go for it. Yeah, they've given him some super serum called Revenge. Um, so the, in general, I like him as an actor. So it, it, he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
1: the the grease sequence I thought was really good. The opening, uh, sort of like having it at least. Like the the action sequence sort of happening simultaneously to a riot, I thought was an interesting touch. Um, the since we're in spoilers here, the br- the death scene of Nikki Parsons, I was genuinely shocked and like blown away by by how brutal her her demise actually is. It it, it, it feels like they took Marie's death, which was also brutal. She gets you know takes a fucking bullet and then just. Drives right off the, the bridge. The bridge. This is even worse, for Christ's sake. Poor Nikki Parsons.
2: The tragedy of Nikki Parsons.
1: Takes a bullet, I guess, in the shoulder when she's on the back of the bike. She gets,
2: yeah, shot in the back. It, it looks like it probably yeah. hit one of her lungs. It, way. it,
1: it, it was already a, a, a very rough shot. Yeah. But then she smacks her head off of a goddamn pillar while she's on the back of the bike. And it, it is horrendous. It is horrifying and she tumbles to the ground and you can see through Cassell's sniper scope sn- scope that she's still breathing and you know this is not going to end well and it doesn't and th- this whole thing i i just found it so horrible i was really yeah. i was really horrified and like i i felt i i really i genuinely felt sympathetic for Nikki Parsons in this moment this is why this whole podcast is the tragedy of Nikki Parsons
2: <laughs> That's fair. Um you knew it was going to happen though, which was It's upsetting. a long time
1: coming. She's been assisting this target Well, Jason
2: Bourne who's been a p- pesky and so much of this movie is a rehashed that you you're going to have to have someone who's close to him die. Mm-hmm. And so however it doesn't take any of the bite away from like it, it was a well-done death sequence. Like you're you're there, you're watching her. You you can see on her face that mm-hmm. she knows she's about <clears throat> to die. After she's shot, like she she knows she's been fatally wounded.
1: It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. And and do you think this would have worked better if it was later in the movie? Or it feels like they're going for a bit of a born supremacy kind of thing. Let's let's take her out early in the movie to give born this sort of shock.
2: You know, like revenge. He now he has motivation right from the get go. Uh, I think it needed to happen early in the film just to serve the story, because otherwise he wouldn't have befriended Alicia Vikander's character. Well, not befri- befriended, but started to work, work with, with her. I guess.
1: I just, I it just, like I said in the ultimatum review, is that these movies work better
2: when he's got someone else.
1: When he's got a, ironically, a female companion to work w- with. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it that's usually what they go with and and it's it's his character seems to work well with
2: someone else it would have been better had she been there for most of it i i think uh, because he just stumbled upon her he didn't set out looking for her or anything no not like no 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 he didn't
1: like he, they're not together i guess in this she went looking for him right yeah so yeah. um I love the use of malware in this. Like the Stux, like I thought maybe Stuxnet was gonna get brought up. It didn't.
2: But how does that that sequence where they turn the uh, laptop on explain what?
1: What what really happens? They, like some some data, like they, they they download all ten files of. It just says black operations, which is hilarious. <laughs> like why would a fucking you think a CIA <laughs> computer would just name the folder like black ops, like black opera illegal operations? And yeah, here they are named as Windows Each Defender. Each one just like yeah. So he just Nikki well, Nikki Parsons just right clicks, unzips all ten files right, including. Operation Iron Hand and Operation uh, Deep Dream. Dream. Which could
2: have been so much better than
1: it was in the movie. Yeah, we can get into that. Um, So yeah, these these files get dropped onto a USB disk, USB drive, and and then the malware,
2: what would you say? I think it's just a ping, like it'll just tell them where it is. Um, When it's... When it's activated.
1: So when it's downloaded onto some other machine, it will probably activate on that machine, you know, which hopefully connected to the Internet, its location.
2: Well, and that's what I was going to ask and go with here. Like, these people... He goes to a dude who is a whistleblower and tries to get as much information out there as possible. Is he going to take these files and put them onto a computer that's attached to the Internet? Like, that seems... Born wouldn't do that, would he? Neither one of them would do this. Yeah, Yeah. So it seems a little... I guess the I w- idea is that... I wish they would explain it a little better. Because they, they show uh, Alicia Vikander's character yeah. using the phone in the room to actually hack into the computer. Like a wireless signal. So I assume the computer has a wireless modem in it. Because there's no other way you'd be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, why are we using a computer that is connected to anything for, for files this sensitive. It just seems like a rookie move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't, no, it it doesn't make any sense. It's just a mistake that they, Jason Bourne doesn't make mistakes. But
1: uh, I mean, I guess you could just, oh, the malware, you don't know how it works. Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe it like slaves his phone connection. I don't know.
2: But that would only work if there was a wireless
1: receiver in, in the, the USB. The, you know what I was thinking actually when I watched the movie. Th- there, no, because Julia Styles would have brought her own USB drive.
2: Yeah. Anyway, not a big deal. It's just kind of a point of contention I had. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so I thought the, the one of the interesting threads in this movie that it sort of dodged, like it weaves, it treads like along, like oh, maybe we're getting into this, maybe we're not. It doesn't fully commit to this idea of the possibility of having born brought in alive to potentially be an agent again, be brought in as an agent of CIA again. And when this, what was your initial thoughts when this possibility was brought up?
2: I was like, Oh shit, this is where this new trilogy is going. Fuck. He's like back with the CIA again. Yeah. Because they focused pretty heavily on the psych profile by that past CIA Um, psychologist saying...
1: The British guy who they track in London. Yeah. Like in the fire alarm sequence. Yeah.
2: Yeah, saying that, you know, he... Just because of who he is, he's a patriot at heart. There's a chance that he could just be brought in and do stuff again because he'll be lost without that direction.
1: So did you buy that? No. No, like
2: That didn't exist in any of the others. So it's sort of a retcon.
1: No, but what I mean sort of like, did you buy that... That born is like like I didn't believe. Like, There's no way he's coming B- back. B- born is like like he he's just going to tell you to go fuck yourself. He right? Know- he
2: knows how the agency works.
1: Because- so, I, I, I but I thought to me that point taken. He does know how the agency works. I thought for a moment, and it was interesting. And they could have played with this more. Born, it, it's clear that Bourne is. M- Psych, like psychologically vulnerable, right? Yeah, like, true. born is a damaged person, and his brain is, 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 is. I mean, it's, it's sensitive at this point, and I could see at this stage he might still be susceptible to brainwashing, and mm-hmm. that I think is what Alicia Vikander is trying to do, and that's what it says at the bottom of that Treadstone report is like. Maybe something like, you know, the training was so intense on Bourne that even if he fucks off out of the right, the administration, right. out of the agency, he, he's he, he's still controllable. Like, you know, we did such a good job with this idiot that you could maybe, like, put Bring a rope on him in, yeah. and reel him back in. And I thought that was an interesting idea. And at that point, I started, I started getting afraid and worried for Bourne's safety, from a mental standpoint, I thought, "Oh my God, they might start brainwashing him again." This this could be interesting. Um, that would have been an interesting thread to follow, but they we didn't, didn't. We didn't get there. Yeah, and you. It doesn't seem like you picked up on that
2: much. So it it really didn't. Well, she. You could see her trying to manipulate him, mm-hmm. but it just it was so kind of half assed. And I guess you don't really
1: know if Alicia Vikander. Is she doesn't sell herself like so, so? She's she's evil. Yeah. Okay. Could have could have fooled me. I, I know, right? I
2: didn't. Like that was never clear. No, there was it wasn't telegraphed anywhere. There were no clues. It was kind of like a. I mean,
1: I maybe I blame Alicia Vikander. She's got a baby face and she's cute as a button. So yeah, that's true. She doesn't look like a bitch. She doesn't look like a backstabbing, you know, corporate. Well, conniving spy
2: chick? No, because, like, her character, you see her, she has uh, ambition, because she steps up and volunteers right away mm-hmm. to, to take the lead. She wants to make a name for herself. Because she just hates Tommy Lee Jones, though. She just wants to get rid of She wants to get Dewey. rid of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. But then her contact and, I guess, subsequent manipulation of Bourne seems very genuine as far as, like, trying to help him out. Mm-hmm. It serves her ends, but that's that's not very apparent. Like it, it only near the end when you start to realize, oh, she's in it just in it for herself. Yeah, yeah. Does any of that really make sense? So I guess going back, it might. I don't know. I don't it, think it, it was telegraphed that well. It, no, like it just at least
1: her allegiance. Like I don't. I, I can't place her on yeah, either I side. I don't, I don't know
2: what her other other than just forwarding furthering her career i have no idea what the hell she wants i mean i guess the last time around all she wants yeah yeah and the last time around pamela landy
1: in this same sort of position was on our side so maybe i guess that's we come in assuming that the person running the show is sort of going to be on our side and and it's the bureaucratic heads above them that are the real evil right sort of we're all getting played.
2: I, I don't know. Um, which, which is kind of an interesting question or take because the bureaucratic heads other than Tommy Lee Jones were all more than happy to just let whoever do yeah. let her do whatever. They're just like, yeah. what do you think? Okay, fine. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> it's like, well, let's just
1: put an asset on him and take him out. And it's like, well, can we try a little harder and maybe uh, see if we can bring him in alive? Yeah, sure. See if he can bring him in alive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> you're like you didn't you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, I thought the London sequence was kind of decent as we said. Where like Malcolm Smith, I think they're bringing him mm. in the the psychologist who helped with Treadstone in the recruiting process. Um Classic born, he hacks into all the fire alarms of all three buildings at the same time and just empties them all out. Which is great. Um, we don't get a lot of that in this one, unfortunately. We don't get a lot of MacGruber. That's about it. Stuff, Isn't right?
2: It, there's that, and then yeah. uh, not much in Vegas, really. He doesn't really do anything no. except put a track. There's no device. magic tricks,
1: right? He doesn't do no. any magic tricks here. Um, yeah, so you, you mentioned Vegas. That's really where this all the, the the plot of this movie is coming to a head. So, what is Jason Bourne about? It's In a post-Snowden world, you'd figure the potential for ideas and stories here is amazing. The reason why Bourne comes out of hiding is because, essentially, Snowden 2 is happening, right? Nikki Parsons is Snowden Part 2. And she's leaking all of the information to the press.
2: And she just wanted to let him know about some of it before he read about it? Like, like, that's, that's all that... That's the meeting, right? I, I like, guess. That's it. She just wanted to do him the courtesy of saying, hey, there's some stuff about, or I came across some stuff mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. They were watching you before. Okay. So that sets him in motion, but everything else that's happening with this deep dream in Silicon Valley, <clears throat> this killer app that loves, like, all we want is privacy, is being funded by the CIA. 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 So explain um, this to me because this this <clears throat> none of this
1: made any sense. Like I did not understand what Aaron Kapoor or Aaron Kalur was doing here. Like so, he's the CEO of Deep Dream. What is Deep Dream? It's 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 a search engine. It's a website. It's uh, a,
2: It's like a next gen of that where it will. Is it a? Is it like Tor? Do you know what Tor, know what Tor
1: is? Tor is on um, the dark web. Like it's on like uh the 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 Silk Road website that drug website you can buy drugs online or whatever uh, yeah it's 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 the uh the dark net right the uh, under the the encrypted okay internet is is that what
2: no this is like uh it will save your preferences and start to it's kind of just like a more powerful powerful Google really like it will start making suggestions and tailoring your experience online based on what you do and everything it knows about you um that's about it. Like that's how they describe it in the film. It just creates your own tailored online experience because it learns about you, but all of your information is kept it's private. Private, and that's why everyone goes hooray. But really, it was funded by the CIA. Okay, so, so that they can track all of this information that they currently can't get with what they're doing. Oh, oh Ooh, that's that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, there's um, a weird creature in the room—a weird Loda. goblin. Um. So that's so they can get more information about all of the the habits of these people. Like that's what they're so doing. Is that like you're just inferring this, right? Or is this that's what I read from this? Because yeah. they, they do flat out say Tommy Lee Jones says to him, "We gave you money for this startup based on this agreement." Yeah, because at that point in the theater, um, four year olds were crying and screaming. Why the hell
1: were four year olds in this? I movie? don't know, and it pissed me the fuck off. But they eventually got cleared out by the uh, security in the mm. theater, which I thought was really great. They were freaking out, so I didn't hear anything that was happening in this this lunch dinner conversation between uh, okay. Kalur and Dewey. Um, so that is that what was going on? That he explained to him, I, I paid you a large sum of money to create to develop this this or yeah. service,
2: and then Dewey is just backing out of that, like he doesn't want to be that guy. And do we do, do we get any
1: explanation about what the original plan was here? So this as you, is it what you said the CIA he explains to to Kalur the the, the plan. Do we get anything? Or are you just sort of inferring? No, that, that's that just whole? all inferred. So the idea is that you would set up this quote unquote encrypted protected because in that network, n- and then whoever uses it, you would figure would be the sketchiest. You know the people, the only people to use this dark web would be the people with something to hide. No, this is like for everyone. This is for everybody.
2: So they, but they, there, there's they, no intent on just focusing on people that might be bad. It's focusing on every single person.
1: Because if you look at the 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 Eshel, like the the hierarchy of projects, it it, it says um, Operation Deep Dream, and then right below it it says Operation Iron Hand. So Iron Hand is like number ten, like step ten. So Operation Deep Dream is a step right before Iron Hand. Yeah, and Iron Hand is just a super. It's like Prism, I guess. Right? It's it's a massive surveillance. Yes, exactly. Project. So Deep Dream is the step, but one step before that. It's it's the stepping stone that gets them to. It's
2: it's the the program that will give them access to all of this, and then I believe Iron Hand is the dealing with this information that they have. I just don't
1: understand why the NSA wouldn't already have this. Like
2: why do you need to do this weird deal with this fucking company to make some sort of plot for a movie so we can have Jason Bourne run around and oh, do nothing at all with it because I'm sorry. he doesn't give a shit about what's happening. He all doesn't his...
1: even know what deep he, dream is. He's just no. like I don't give a fuck. It's interesting he, he knows does nothing about it. He just cares about Treadstone and Blackbriar cuz that's that's his
2: He's just His, trying to get answers as to why he, he was under surveillance. And who he who he is, right? So and, he's, like, bumbling... Well, not bumbling. Very adeptly stopping something from happening. He doesn't know what it is. Like, fuck. So we get no...
1: We get no information about why this Vegas security conference is important or what's going to happen there, do, do we? Like... No, he just knows like the what ta- is Tommy Lee Jones's character. What is, is going to happen at this meet? What is what what is going supposed to happen at this meetup in Vegas at this conference?
2: It's just supposed to be a conference about technology and the future and blah 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 blah. What's really going to happen is, is
1: Dewey is making the deal with with Kalur or
2: well, no, it's sort of just showing that they it's like a tech conference. They're just talking about technology and stuff like that. But he's now going to just spill the beans in front of everybody. So they've set up an assassination for him. They they knew that Kalur was going to yeah. do this? Yeah, because his, he t- was talking to his business partner in the limousine after the lunch meeting. After he got served? S- saying... Like, yeah. after he got served the subpoena? Yeah. yeah. Saying... Uh, what he's planning on doing, and so the business partner actually oh, calls Tommy Lee Jones. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, I'm remembering. So, so this. they know he's gonna do it. So that's why they set up the assassination. He's got a mole in the, with Kalur. Bourne's there only because he needs to get to Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. So I guess I didn't. I didn't realize they were gonna just ice this. This
1: is like literally out of Grand Theft Auto V. like, there's a scene. There's like a, a level where you're really. I haven't assassinating. Before. Yeah, you have to kill like a CEO of a. Yep. So the tech what it company. Is. Um. The final fight in Vegas is really lazy, right? The the final the, the tunnel fight, yeah, with Bourne and Cassell. Like, what a way to just sort of lead up to such a boring, it's just like a slugfest, lazy slugfest. Keep in, hitting each other until in, one in goes down in a shitty down. slums. Like this looks like they filmed this like two months ago, not even like six weeks ago, and just slapped an ending into this thing. Yeah. Um. The the car chase isn't even that. It's decent. Nothing interesting.
2: They, they kind of just go down a
1: road in a straight line it's by the numbers right like we've seen this in born so many times um the
2: only thing cool about it is how somehow this swat van has like a plow on the front that we can't see that can launch cars into the air as it drives don't you get it yeah that's
1: what all uh, swat cars have that's impressive that's what the cops do they have like a train you know like Uh, on the front of an energy plow
2: like a locomotive cow catcher car catcher (laughs) um
1: I thought it was kind of a nice symbolic ending. I mean, he gets his fuck you to Alicia Vikander, which
2: is nice. You think, oh, he might join him. No, fuck you. Yeah, I was behind but, you listening to your conversation about how you really just want to do whatever the fuck you want. Really I'm good. Saying. I mean, yeah.
1: that's that's fine. It's 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 a nice way to end on this. Uh, you cut to this Washington Monument. You sort of end on that image. Nowhere near as poignant and beautiful and bookending... Sort of thing that we got with Born Ultimatum and Born Identity.
2: Um, Overall, everything was just not as good as it has been. And sort of forget, like, just like Star Trek Beyond, I'm just going to forget this. Like, it's not very memorable at all. I guess you're
1: right. I mean, I think that it's a little more memorable for me than Star Trek Beyond. Because um, of the Moby song? Yeah, just cuz you know <laughs> they did a they did a new version, Born's Ultimatum or whatever. <laughs> um but yeah, like it's 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 nowhere near as like clean an ending as the last one. But do you think that might be the point? Like we live in a post-Snowden world, so like the surveillance and presence of the NSA and CIA like never goes away. So having Born just sort of like slip off into obscurity just like, oh, he was never seen again. Sort of like, no, that's actually not reasonable anymore. Like it's you know, the NSA is watching everything all the time now, so um Yeah, I don't, the, the, I don't like,
2: understand how they could lose him. But it's like
1: the threads are not you, you can't have everything tied up perfectly in with you know, with everything leaking and Wiki, WikiLeaks and Snowden really in, informed the latest Born movie. Yeah. But you would think in like the most shallow way. Exactly. Though. You're right, dude, because you would think that that would give them the opportunity to explore like these amazing new ideas like in te- the in- intelligence world is more dynamic and and intriguing and explosive and everything. It's more amazing than it's ever been with just ha- like the technology that the intelligence community has access to.
2: And it could have been a great uh lightning rod uh of a cause for born again like some some purpose because right now he's just walking around punching people in the face for money when we see him first like <laughs> yeah it, i know why is he a fucking i don't know why is it, why fighter, is he a pit dude. fighter why,
1: why um could you do you actually have an answer for that no <laughs> okay okay i was actually asking
2: there's no reason for that other than he needs money maybe
1: i mean <sighs> i don't know how is that but how is it to go back to the snowden WikiLeaks thing like with all the potential that that offers you like how does this one still how does this movie feel like such a rehash you know that's a good question like how does it manage to be such a rehash with all of these new developments it's it seems it's, like it's, it's it's better time than it's ever been to make a born movie right almost doesn't it feel that way
2: Yeah, but then they just put all this new information into the cookie cutter. You put uh, it through the same Bourne uh, machine. Yeah. And it spits out a movie that feels like it came
1: out in 2009.
2: So instead of giving Bourne a fresh new take, it was just, hey, let's screw up these fresh new takes in the old Bourne system, which was fine then. Damn! Just don't... Like, if you're gonna revive a franchise or continue it, I guess, because it's not that old. Uh...
1: Don't do this. Do we have to keep going? I don't think so. Like, are are we getting a Jason Bourne two or something?
2: I don't want one. I don't think anyone will. Matt Damon probably won't do it unless he needs money. I suppose. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just I wish Paul Paul Greengrass, you are coming off of Captain Phillips. Why didn't we have a sweet tanker ship sequence in this movie? Why didn't we get some cool set pieces? We got the same old thing with quick jump cuts. Oh, let me do a scream moment. I'm standing right next to you. Pamela, you got a nice sweater on today.
0: I'd like to see a version of that oh where he just
2: baby. he's inept oh. now, so he just calls everyone in the phone book and upon. says the same thing. It fell <laughs> <upon>. <laughs> um. Who's Pamela? I don't have a sweater on. Yeah, yeah who what? Is this? Who the fuck are you?
1: Yeah, I just wish the formula wasn't so. I don't predictable at this point, we, right? We've it's, learned, it's like self-parody. We've almost.
2: learned all we need to know, really, about who Born was with these programs. If we're gonna start another trilogy, let's let him move forward in a way, like let him now be born as he wants to be, and and build a name for himself. That's why I think if if he <laughs> so had <it's> Jason reborn, <laughs> snap. Uh, <laughs> But that's why I think... Why if... did it take so long to get to that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're slipping. Uh, if he just had something to rally behind that wasn't, why were you watching me? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that that seemed really weak. And I
2: mean, his uh, granted, his dad died there. But, like, still...
1: More like, who killed my father? Oh, yes, he needs to know that it wasn't terrorists because he thought there was...
2: Yeah, but stop living in the goddamn past. Like, move these... And movies and this character forward into the future. I want to see a Bourne who has something to do outside of all these old I mean, legacy I, programs yeah. that he was part of. I, I guess
1: it goes to show you how, how well done the original formula of the three, the original three were. Like, you can't touch those at this point. Like, those are the, sort of the formula for a modern spy thriller, even in 2016, with all of the new developments that you know, that we have with WikiLeaks and Snowden.
2: <clears throat> I want to see born yeah. as a counter, uh, intelligence agent just on his own disrupting the NSA and the CIA. I just, I, I,
1: I want like a Stuxnet kind of thing. You got to oh, yeah. see zero days, man. I do. Alex gave me, I'll tell you right now, a- Alex gave me zero days, way fucking better spy movie than Jason reborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm throwing down a 7.0 on Jason B- Bourne the new one. 7 it, for me as well. Right? I think yeah. we're basically on from for, point for almost all for of it. Virtually every movie here. Uh yeah, I I can't give it anything worse than that. It's still good compared to everything else we normally get, so
2: Yeah, I know we th- we it sounded like we were thrashing this film. It's still a perfectly okay movie.
1: But as we said, these
2: Jason Bourne franchises like a
1: high it bar. It Started
2: so high, yeah.
1: It's, it's it's the highest bar you can maybe have in the spy genre crazy I'm sorry I'm thinking if there's anything else I mean that's a bold statement and people will you know have their own preferences but there are different types of spy um, films right they're you know yeah, like Tinker all the T-T-A-L- born soldier all, spy and yeah stuff. they're very different those old classy ones and there's you know born and a bond and born are uh, yeah bond's hardly a spy movie though are you kidding me at this stage right <laughs> so, sevens all around. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming out for this epic adventure, everybody. Mike, where can
2: we find you on the internet? I am at Michael R. Lind on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, Instagram is Miguel Lind. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: I am on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. You can find us on iTunes. Please leave us a rating and review. If you want to leave us a recipe for... Oh, I don't know. Your favorite uh hmm. Let's see here. Uh strawberry rhubarb pie recipe. Ooh. Yeah. Those are the best things that you can possibly I had some eat. of that today actually. Ooh, great from news. um the Chilliwack Airport. Nice. The last time I had strawberry rhubarb pie, uh ate a bit too much while I was camping and did the old, you know, as as a <laughs> Garth Uh, Garth Algar would say in Wayne's World, I hurled in the middle of the night while I was camping, and I actually was kind of afraid that a bear would come and eat my puke pie. Uh, That's a legitimate fear. (laughs) Yeah, I was really afraid that, because it was, you know, maybe half an hour old. It's getting too detailed. But bears like rhubarb pie, whether it's regurgitated or not. (laughs) Verticalviewing.com is where you can go get all of our shows there. Uh, You can click the donate button if you want. Uh, Leave us 0.01 cents if you want. Leave us $100. Whatever you want. Leave us nothing. It's all good. Except a five-star review. Yeah. We'd Ooh. appreciate that. Yeah. Or um, suggestions. <laughs> yeah. If you donate on PayPal, that's appreciated. Helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. Um, Yeah.
2: I Anything mean, else? Any final thoughts? I want some some good original movies like yeah okay Midnight special was great i know uh swiss army man is the movie also of the year. amazing
1: swiss army man everybody uh it should be coming on blu-ray soon next week we are reviewing suicide squad which isn't an original property but it might as well, might as be, well be feels like it uh even though it is part of the
2: I'm B- cautiously B- optimistic BDS DC Universe Cautiously optimistic
1: This is going to be a 7.5 at least
2: unless, yes. unless it's really bad But I'm Se- cautiously optimistic
1: Second best comic book movie of the year Under Deadpool If you can believe it Deadpool came out this year What, what about Civil War? What a long uh, yeah, yeah. We can <laughs> talk about it Okay. Um. That should do it for the show kids Thanks
2: for tuning in And as always, what? What do you got? Keep it vertical. Whatever that means.